Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 133, I think. That sounds right. 133. Woo! Yeah! Check these things before we start recording, but... I check it? I don't, I don't fuck it. Anyway, welcome, Wicked Awesome Cast. Welcome, podcast, video games, things. As always, I'm Charlie, joined by Alex and Henry these days. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome, thank welcome, you, everybody. You. Was, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We've got good stuff this week. Do we? Yeah. We they, do, they, because I get to yell about Blizzard again. It's uh, my new hobby. Is that how we're measuring good? For me, uh, yeah, that's that's one of my highlights. So, can we, can we, or do we get to make fun of other companies? I mean, yeah, no, there's more Fallout 76 drama, I think, too, and all that. There's plenty of fun just, stuff. I didn't bother putting that on the list this week. I think I just kind of, like, fucking gave up on... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fallout seventy six. Is like it's the binary system where it's like, is it still in the news? Yeah. Is it different news? No. I think they're competing to see who does the dumbest shit this week. So I genuinely think I tweeted about that actually, thinking that they're. I think they're in a competition to find out who can fuck up the most in a PR disaster. And let's see, like, oh, every one of them every time is like, hey, hold my beer. Or I guess since they're game companies, oh, hey, hold my Mountain Dew. I. Doitos, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh god, Doitos. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I was well, gonna listen on this list until they're like, "Yo, we got actual news." And I'm like, "Why is this actual news?" Mm-hmm. A didn't know this hurting. was a thing. B okay. Like, why would you even yep. announce this given all the shit you got going on right now? Yeah, and yeah. uh, it's very much a uh, hindsight. Is not there. They're just yeah. Apparently, derp. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, you know, not to delay getting into them as a topic, but it's just I can't believe that a major company this large that has come off some pretty big successes could face plant this hard this quickly in just a couple of games. We will talk about this more when we get to it, I think. Yes, I think. yes. So, so in the effort of moving this along, um, anyone play or do anything they want to talk about this week? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll bring up a few things here really quick. Okay. <clears throat> so this week actually coming up is my three-year anniversary uh, with the girlfriend. So I was trying to figure out what to get, and for a while now, her and I have been talking about getting like a new TV because we didn't actually have a TV in the living room. We had a small little meh TV okay. in the bedroom. And we used to watch stuff on the laptop in the uh, kitchen. Like when we have dinner and all that. But now we actually have a TV where we can sit down on the couch. And cuddle up and watch movies and things. And so I... Uh, while she went to work this Friday. I went and got a stand. A new TV and all that. And let me tell you. Trying to set up a 55 inch TV by yourself. On a stand. And not break anything is fucking terrifying. Is it on the wall stand <laughs> or on like a table stand? Table stand. Do you know the trick for that? No. You put the box upside down and mount the stand in the box. The boxes are designed that way. You son of a bitch. I had no idea. Pro chips from the first. roadie. Uh, I should have asked the fucking roadie. Yeah, of it's why the know. box bottom comes off normally. Uh, <laughs> you... you Devious genius. I yeah, think. you can yeah. often like pull the outside of it off upside down for that exact mm -hmm. purpose. Hmm. Ah. 
or you sense. put the TV face down on a bed. Apparently, you're not supposed to put the TV face like flat down or anything like that. They're hence, like, you shouldn't do that. Hence the bed, because it will always be a kind of a little bit of an incline or something because the blankets. Ah, uh, that's true. But yeah, yeah, I got it all set up all by myself. So by the time she got home, there was a nice little TV there waiting for us. I got a nice one too. I got that TCL. Oh, nice. They're, they're an interesting company. They really well reviewed. Uh, and yeah, it's nice. Got that Roku built in. So it's, it's Roku nifty. built into the TV. Oh, yes. nice. Oh, that's awesome. Not just smart yeah. apps. No, it's an actual Roku built into the TV. Well, so what's the refresh rate on your TV? Is it capable of um, 4K? Uh, yeah, it's 4K uh, 120. Oh, mm. very nice. It can actually yeah. do 60 frames a second uh, for uh, 4K then. Awesome. Well, uh-huh. it can do 120 frames a second. So I believe so. Yes, Something but like most that. TVs can't actually do 60 frames a second when they should be able to. Yeah. 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 The only thing I have not been able to figure out, and for some reason, uh, I think I have to get a better high-speed HDMI cable. I hooked up the PS4, but I can't get the HDR to work. Your hmm. PS4 doesn't have HDR. The PS4 for... The, the first PS4 should have. No, it doesn't. H- HDR. No? No. No, because it gives me the error saying your TV doesn't support it. Your PS4 doesn't have HDR. Really? You're, you're talking the 4K thing, right? Only the Pro has 4K stuff. Yeah. I could have sworn HDR nope. at least... Huh. The Xbox One had that, I think, but... Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not. Your PS4 does not have HDR. Are you sure? Because I'm looking at it right here, and it says the regular PS4 should work just fine. It'll work on it. Um, for HDR, yeah. I don't think it does that. I think I just need an HDR cable or like HDR capable cable that has more bandwidth. Because my TV supports HDR10 format. Okay. And it says here you don't need a PS4. You just need a, or you don't need a PS4 Pro. Just a PS4. Don't know then. I thought that one didn't do that one. And welcome to TV Talk, where we talk about TVs and how to set them up. Yeah. It may also be a lot of games don't support it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I should at least be able to turn it on, but every time I go into the settings to turn it on, it just says HDR not supported on your TV. Hmm. Which leads me to believe it's the HDMI is just not a... You do need a premium HDMI cable for this, yes. That's probably what my bottleneck is. Possibly. So, I'll have to pick one up. But yeah, um, it's nice now because I have that, and it's the 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 Roku built into the TV has some very interesting, fun little features, which is nice. Uh, I'm able to like, you know, I I have a remote control built into my phone, or yeah, my phone, so I can change channels, pull stuff up, and all that. And then like once it's like late at night, and we have to turn the volume down because there we have quiet hours here. Yeah, we can you can use our phone as a Bluetooth point and just listen to the TV through our phone. Huh. Headphones. That's cool. Yeah. As long as you're on the Wi-Fi, of course, and all that. But yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, uh, because you have a Roku now, go to the website and like dig into all of the like. We're not going to say these exist, but they totally exist. Roku apps. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some cool yeah. stuff. I know there's the the official Twitch app is gone, so I have to download some cord, some sort of bootlegged version of the Twitch. I got app. the Twitch app on my Roku. If yeah, if you have it on the if you had it before they took it off the market, you can you, you keep it. They may have delisted no... it. Like it's it's still out there. Like that it's in Roku. You just have to find it in Roku. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like um, 
giant bomb has an app built into Roku that you have to find. It's mm-hmm. th- there's some stuff out there that if you want to get weird with Roku, you totally can. Yeah, I'm sure I'll figure it out at some point. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at right now with Ooh. that. So it's been fun and it's nice to actually have a uh, uh, a TV, like an actual TV. Because I got the PS4 on there now and I look forward to actually playing some really cool fucking games on that. Or playing World of Warcraft 4K. No, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, not, not just World of Warcraft. Play classic F4K. I'll do it when Enhanced Shamans are fucking the tits. But until then... You need to see how much they suck in HD. I don't need to see the garbage spec in HD, so... I didn't notice how bad the class I rolled was until I could see it in 4K. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Um, What else here? Oh! um, I need to actually crack this one open here. One sec. Ah. Ah! This is me opening up a cider because I am celebrating... My sister just gave birth this morning. I am oh, officially con- an uncle. Congrats. So, yeah. She's been in the hospital for at least uh, about a day and some change, I believe. Because apparently there's a wait list, like a club, to go give birth in a hospital. That's I a actually thing. knew that, yeah. I I did not. So it, 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 I think we talked before the podcast, you may have just mentioned it, like they induced labor, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, if it's scheduled, there's a wait list. If you go in like hey, the baby's coming right now, then the baby's coming right now, and you get to, like, cut the line. But yes, the, if if it is a medical procedure, there is a wait list. Like, if, when I broke my shoulder, the I, I scheduled my surgery for my shoulder, like, a week and a half out because that's when the doctor was available. Like, on one hand, you're like, this is nuts. On the other hand, it's, well, I'm not getting worse. Yeah, yeah. no, for... Pre- well, I just yeah. thought... I just thought that was weird. Like, because they, they scheduled her originally, like, hey, come in on the 13th. We'll, we'll schedule this time for the 13th, and you'll be okay. And then... She got bumped. 13th comes, 13th comes around, she's like, yeah, there's like eight ladies ahead of you. Like, okay, that well... That means a lot of people under labor they weren't supposed to, or vice versa, or someone stayed longer than they were supposed to. Yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, basically, so. some bouncer outside the hospital, like, you're not on the list yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it, I didn't know <laughs> maternity wards had bouncers, yeah. but I guess they do. Right, that's what I do with my weekends. Yeah, tell pregnant ladies they're not. You bounce out of a. Mat- I tell pregnant ladies they're not on the list. Yeah, you're not on the and list. And those shoes you're don't like, go. Get out of here! Get- yeah, you're not on the <laughs> list. Get out we're of here! We're a classy establishment up in this hospital. We don't want your type right? here. Pregnant women? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Back of the line. And then when, you- and when you get into an argument with one of the ladies there, Scrump walks over. He's like, "We got a problem here." Oh no, Mister Scrump. No, everything's okay. That's what I thought. My, my dog has been arm-stealing hard this week. I, I've seen. Ugh. My dog is going to kill me or Jen at some point. Like, and the other one won't be surprised. We're just going to be like, okay, yeah. We crossed her. <laughs> this is it. It happened. But, yeah. Um. So, she gave birth. I'm going to check in on her. I know she's recovering, but my mom will be taking care of her for... Uh, for at least two weeks now. Go but... down to LA for your uncle duties or nah? <sighs> Not anytime soon. Oh, I was gonna help you with the with the burrito raid again though. Yeah, I was looking forward to doing another burrito raid. I was gonna raid, do it but... better for you this time. <laughs> I didn't do too I was bad. Gonna eat more burritos, you idiot. Oh. 
This You're talking the man who brought steak into India. I could help you bring burritos back to Portland. That's right. He did bring back. Uh, I the more times that. I tell that story, the worse I feel about it, but also the funnier it gets. That, that's still it's pretty fucking funny. Pretty bad, too. Uh, but yeah, Um. so other than that, I mean, it's been an all right week. Nothing too fancy. Just getting ready for the holidays, if you will. Ooh. So, yeah. I played two games this week. Oh, right, So, um, th- there are certain games, certain franchises that are so good, they had to come out after the TGAs to give that weak shill shit, like uh, Red Dead Redemption and God of War a chance at the crown. And it's Earth Defense 5. EDF mm. 5 is among us, and... I feel bad in saying this as a huge fan of the Earth Defense franchise. Um, this is the last, this is this is the first Earth Defense franchise game that I felt they may have phoned it in finally. Like, maybe this mm. one's not as good as the other ones. Which is saying something because these games are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you've played through a well, at least one oh, of them before. I fucking love the Earth Defense Force. I've been playing them back since the PS2 when you had to import them from Japan and didn't know what the fuck was going on except shoot the giant bugs. I got to... Those who know what Earth Defense Force is, it's a... It's essentially a Japanese kind of monster movie in a video game. You play a foot soldier whose job is to fight giant ants and spiders and grasshoppers and eventually you make your way up from giant bugs to spaceships and godzillas and mechas and other stuff and i think around earth defense force 3 they added the ability to drive stuff like tanks and uh mechas yourself but the the crux of the game and like you have to be down with the crux of how dumb this game is is at least if you're playing correctly you are a foot soldier with a machine gun that you're using to shoot um or shotgun or rocket launcher that you're using to shoot, like, half-mile-wide UFOs out of the sky, and it's not one UFO, it's, like, 40 UFOs. Like, the game doesn't get harder, there's just more stuff on screen at once, and so I, I, I didn't get far enough into this to confirm this, but so either Earth Defense Force 5 is they are officially rebooting the franchise. If you are new to Earth Defense Force, this is the time to jump on, that the story is new, or, and this is kind of like on par with Earth Defense Force writing, they erased everyone's memories after the events of Earth Defense Force 4.1 Shadow of New Despair, and we're now rediscovering the alien slash monster slash giant bug menace, and if that's the story, Earth Defense Force is fine, but I myself was a little bit thrown, where most Earth Defense Forces start off with like everyone being like, we didn't know the giant bugs were going to be back, but we were stockpiling nuclear-powered <clears throat> mechas for a reason, I guess. And this one, you're playing as a security guard off the bat, and they're like, I don't know what's going on. Guess I'll shoot these bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. You know, it's season. In season. Yeah, despite the fact you're like being a security guard for a military underground complex that's obviously designed to like accommodate Gundams. <laughs> I have special love for the Earth Defense Force franchise. Like, each one has successfully escalated and, like, doubled down on the dumbness that I enjoy. 
this one has a really slow start to it, which I don't enjoy. Like, historically, they've kind of fucking thrown you into the deep end and been like, fucking play EDF. And I'm like, cool. I've played the last seven of these or whatever. And this one's like, no, here's a tutorial. And I'm playing it going, you don't get why I play EDF at all, do you, Bandai Namco? Like, half <laughs> the fun is, I didn't know I could drop a building onto ants to kill one. Cool. Ooh, oh, it's made by uh, Bandai Namco? Oh, yeah, this is Namco? a Japanese-ass game, too. It's badly translated, minimum effort put in, but a lot of fun. Like, I, if you've never played an Earth Defense Force game, 5 is realizing the dream Earth Defense Force has always had, which is, what if we got to a point where graphics were fine, and rather than improving the graphics, we improved frame rate and how many fucking things we can have on screen at once? and kept just pushing out that draw distance slowly. Like, these games have been nice. badly optimized and run terribly in the past. Like, they, these are not good games. They have never been good games. Like, this is the first <laughs> one who approached, like, okay, yeah, maybe this is an okay game in, like, technical specs. Like, screen tearing, frame rate issues have all been part of the, have all been kind of par for the course for this franchise, and it's nice to get smoothed out finally, but I feel like something's been lost. <laughs> Like it's 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 no longer quite as like man, this game is terrible and amazing. Yeah, I, it's out there. It's it may be the full priceness of it. I remember these things being like forty bucks for a long year. So like they were always cheaper than a full price video game. Which you were like, oh no, I I know what I'm getting. I'm buying an EDF game. It's going to be, yup. <laughs> But on the opposite end of the spectrum, I played a really, really, really good video game as well called Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden. Hmm. I'm not familiar uh, with that. It is relatively new. It was not on my radar. And when I first heard about it, I dismissed it until I watched some videos on it by kind of freak accident. So uh, it is um, it is an XCOM-like game, meaning it's a tactical kind of squad shooter thing, except and... Unlike XCOM, the percentages feel fair, and some other stuff goes on. I so I'm trying to think how to best describe this game. That's not gonna totally fuck with like. Okay, so the game takes place. Give me one sec, actually. Uh, there's a really quick way of this uh, of explaining this. I just didn't bother looking it up beforehand <laughs> because I, I I'm bad at my job apparently. Okay, so. Your squad consists of three people, Ducks, Borman, and Selma, I believe is what her name is. Yep, Selma. Mm. And um, Borman is a mutant who's a boar man, as the name implies, as in, like, he has a pig head. Ducks is an <laughs> anthropomorphized duck. And Selma's, like, some weird gravel face, like, horned demon chick lady thing. And this isn't, like... And it's a serious tactical game with, like, a dark-as-fuck story. But occasionally, like, ducks will say things like, I don't give a, I don't give a duck. Spelled like duck, oh. and you're like, oh god, this is either a terrible or amazing. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, but then you're also, like, stealth-murdering your way through, like, encounter, and, like, like man, this is brutal. And then you get to the end of the encounter, and someone says something like, man, that was boring, and... Then Bo Borman goes, hey, oh, you, you meant them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the game's got a sense of humor about it. The game takes place after a crazy apocalypse happens. Its world is 
so, so like multiple so the world is our world meaning like it is the end result of a series of increasingly catastrophic apocalypses like I know it should be one apocalypse and done, but the game makes the point of cascading apocalypses. Like the world goes through glacier ice caps melting, then some super plague, then nuclear war, and then like there's just basically no humans left and they cluster together. And you are a stalker, meaning you uh, you work for a place called New Eden. Your job is to go out into the wasteland, the vast wasteland that's been kind of reclaimed by nature some and bring back supplies and there's some cool moments like you find a boom box and two of your characters argue about what it is and it says boom box on it so ducks assumes it's a bomb obviously and he's not wrong to assume that like they they have just no concept of what a majority of modern are kind of they call them artifacts in the game i think are like they call welders spark makers and like there's a they fight about the correct way to use a microscope at one point and bring up the fact that, like, it's the... If you look through one end, it makes things that are far away way bigger. But from the other end, it makes things way smaller. And Borman and, um... Or Bowman, Borman, and Ducks fight about which is the correct end for a split second kind of thing. Hmm. And it's... it's I'm not that far into the game. The game is stupid hard. In a good way. Cause that's, that, that's like, okay, this is the XCOM comparison. So... When you're in combat, it's kind of turn-by-turn turn tactical stuff. You move, you go into Overwatch mode, your percentages for hits and stuff like that. Where it differs is there's a super heavy stealth component of this game, and this is something I love about the game, where it's not like you don't drop into a map and you're in combat. It's the, you kind of, you, there are like almost FPS, uh, not FPS, um, like RPG-style random encounters, but they're not random. I mean, like, when you're in combat, you're in combat. When you're not in combat, you're in kind of this, like, exploratory slash stealth mechanic system where it is possible to stealth your way through an entire zone hypothetically i've done it a couple times because the stuff there was way too heavy uh, it was way too high level for me i didn't and it's like i missed out on stuff i just kind of i very specifically walked around stuff and grabbed gear when i needed it and then like when i came, when i was higher level came back and just wasted the fools there for experience and stuff but there's it, it's very heavy on the tactics and Kind of the cool thing is, I just actually got done with a level uh, area zone last night where there's a big cluster of enemies in the center that were like, I could probably take them, but I was capable of sneaking out and around them and getting to the objective for that zone, taking out like four guys in the process. And that's kind of where the stealth part of it comes in. When you, you can ambush people, and ambushing is a very important mechanic because you can limit how many people you're fighting at once. So a couple times I was capable of taking like large scale battles and whittling them down to like, three or four people at the end after taking out, like, the other ten that were in the area. It's very cool and really fun to play. And, like, between the combat and the story and the setting and just kind of, like, how the game conveys Path of Sight and all that stuff, the game has this tension to it that lots of games like it don't have. Like, the Wasteland, the zone, has this unbelievably uncomfortable, like, at any second you might just die feeling to it that a lot of games don't do well like it's it's got that kind of metro exodus metro feel where it's hmm. it's it's dark this is a very believable apocalypse and the realities of what life in it are are terrible and tense and it is far more kind of beneficial to sneak past enemies than engage in long firefights you probably are going to win because they just have numbers on their sides and 
there's a story unfolding. Like I, I, I think the story is three main characters are very much mutants, and there's been a couple dialogue lines about like, hey, why do you never see any mutant corpses? And there's a story of a place called Eden that's like this paradise, and like high tech satellites or something are falling out of the sky, and there's this faction called the Ghouls that I'm assuming are people leaders, but like they got some weird stuff and they live out in the zone. Like it's there's lots of intriguing stuff going on, and like the characters are well written, the characters are fun, their interactions are a lot of fun. When you go back to base, there's a lot of cool lore building there. The shops have fun personality to like lady who runs the like item shop fucking hates you yeah yeah that's awesome (laughs) like she is doing you the most bare bone of favors in helping you equip yourself and like cannot be bothered with your stalker ass adventurer shit it's like oh yeah whatever and and, like the game has a wonderful feeling it's a world on edge at all times and the stalkers keep the city going because they bring back food and necessary supplies, but like it's this delicate clockwork thing where it's always on the verge of kind of caving in on itself. And it's, I initially was like, oh, it's dumb. You play as a duck, pig, and demon lady person, whatever. But no, I've now come to be like, man, this duck is awesome. And this boar, fucking yeah, Borman. <laughs> Selma's still whatever, but ducks and Bowman, yeah, fucking yes. I want to hang with ducks. Uh, it's a fantastic game. If you're into kind of that, like, I'm typically not into tactical shooters. I'm playing on the lowest difficulty, quote normal, and I still occasionally eat it in some like in some scenarios. If you're a fan of XCOM, you should absolutely be checking this game out. It is unbelievably well done. I'm having so much goddamn fun with it, and I like I, I didn't go in expecting to have as much fun as I'm having. I'm like, okay, this is kind of becoming a big thing. I'll check it out for the podcast. I'm like, no, nah, this is a really good game. I'm really enjoying this. And it's um it's from some of the developers that used to make the mid last hitman and kind of some of the details there show. Uh, it's it's a beautiful game. It's a, it looks great, it's got great personality, the writing for it's been a lot of fun. I I, I love the combat, like the second to second gameplay is great. I, it's it's a really good game. I, I I'm really enjoying it so far. I I was not expecting to finish it and I probably will. Just because I want to see what happens. Hmm. I also bought a sh- I also bought a copy of the fifth edition rules for Shadowrun because I make good life choices. Yeah. What have you been up to, Henry? I I've been pretty busy this week, to be honest. I didn't get around to playing too much. I did play some Ring of Elysium. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to play that. I have not, but I've heard decent things about it. Well, it's it's definitely PUBG except better programmed it's it's definitely way better programmed it looks kind of similar except uh well well they definitely push PUBG into having more kind of seasonal weather sorry yes i did play this i thought it was a different game for a second i forgot this is the PUBG and snow game yeah and so i got to figure out that the snowboard is awesome because you don't have to be on a slope for it to move you like like 30 miles per hour it, it will go anywhere you can literally use it anywhere so i'm so i'm having a lot of fun actually blowing by people in vehicles on my snowboard and, and i get and the thing is it's like they're so surprised everybody takes pot shots a bit late because they didn't expect 
to see a guy on a snowboard blow by them on a road. Like, on a paved road. We're, we're talking, like, because they have paved roads in the game, and I just snowboarded, like, just blew by people on a, on a snowboard. Suck it, nerds! And, yep, and, and I actually managed to do pretty well in most of the games. Like, I was in top ten and got top five a few times, too. Alright, so for those that are unfamiliar, Ring of Elysium, it is another battle, uh, another one of your games, you know, in the Fortnite PUBG vein. And I guess the main thing with it is it's in snow, and so you so you have a you can choose from a few different loadouts that will give you certain advantages. One of them is with a snowboard, like a wing one with a hang glider. Uh hang okay. glider. And the third is like mountain climbing and repelling gear, and it can also take zip lines. But that one seems to be not very useful. <laughs> but yeah, the snowboard's amazing because yeah, it's it's like it has a motor on it. It'll you it, you can just take it anywhere. <laughs> but it runs more. It runs smoothly. It runs well, and yeah, it's just it's just way more polished. It really is way. See, I've I have played PUBG before, but yeah, Ring of Elysium way more polished. Definitely better game, but similar enough that you're probably not missing much if you never play it and you're playing PUBG. Yeah, the impression I've gotten is that new PUBG snow map is in a direct reaction to the Ring of Elysium stuff. Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. It, it it absolutely is. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me that they do something like that. Yeah, I, I, I've heard good things about Ring of Elysium. I remember playing it some and being like, yeah, this plays solidly enough. I this, this was month, like a month or two ago, I think, back when it was still... It's, it's out now, officially, right? It's not like early access? Yes. Uh, well, I it. let me see. I'm not sure. I think it might... No, I think it is a full release okay. now. See, I, I, played it, I played it before it was fully released here. I played it on some servers. I actually had to install a client for some other servers. Yeah, it's, it's through Tencent's uh, Steam competitor now, basically, I think. Yeah. Yes. And so, but, yeah, I installed it through Steam. But now you can install it through Steam. Because it is a more, it's an official, like, international release. Uh, when I was playing it, it wasn't an official international release yet. So, hmm. But, yeah, yeah, it was fun. And it is kind of like PUBG in that you can kind of choose to do either getting a lot of fights, like gunfights, if you, that's what you want, or... You can just try to figure out if you can determine where you think the final spot is going to be. Because the other thing about Ring of Elysium is there's actually room for four people on the helicopter. It's not a all or nothing. However, there's a big ladder up to the helicopter, and generally, if you start climbing up the ladder a bit too soon, everybody else just will annihilate you as soon as you get on the ladder. Oh, yeah, it's funny to see people try. Yeah, well, it's fun to see people try, because they'll start to try to go up and down a ladder, but you can't move that fast, so you're not dodging very effectively. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, going up and down on a ladder is kind of hard or something. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it's pretty funny to watch that, those attempts, to try to Outrun bullets on a ladder, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, but once it, but yeah, if 
there is it is the prisoner's dilemma at the end of the game. If people, you know, if the people agree not to shoot each other, four people can get on the helicopter, but if but I've seen many games also where if one one or two of them decide not to, I mean that just means everybody's at war. <laughs> and you get and you end up with one on the helicopter in the end. But if you have sort of a unspoken agreement, which I've kind of seen before, I've seen that happen before, all four people get on the chopper. This is so. where you want that hang glider. So you take that thing all the way up, then you jump out. Yeah, I'm not sure you can. I'm I'm not sure you can hang glide into the helicopter. Oh, no, I'm saying out of the hang. I'm saying out of the helicopter. Uh, why would you take do it that? up with other people in it and you drop it? Well, no, the helicopter is how you win the game. Oh, right. Yeah, see, that's the end of the game. Once you board the helicopter, that's it. You can't actually get back out. Right, right. I, Brian had a malfunction there for a sec. I'm like, I, I never but won yeah, a game the, of Ring of Elysium when I was playing it. It was still, it was, it was the, ah, okay, kill people, got it. Yeah, but yeah, that is, that it is very, I think that is very interesting, and I don't think it's actually spoken about enough, but it is the classic Prisoner's Dilemma. Which, if you're not familiar with it, look it up. I don't really want to take time out on yeah, the podcast to explain one. it, but it's a it's a really neat idea, and it is it's very much watching that unfold every single time you play Ring of Elysium. So, but that's what I found really interesting about yeah. that. Hmm. News, sure, yeah. All right, Alex. All right, where do we start? Do your bit, you idiot. Are we done with this? Huh? Are we done with your intro news? I thought you hated it, and then you told me not to do you it You made anymore. this exact same joke last week. <laughs> it's a joke that keeps on no, giving. No, it does not. Uh. All right, right off the bat, The Witcher is coming to Monster Hunter World because, sure, fuck it, why not? Geralt of Rivia is, is, is the... now going to be a... a so, Kind of like how Ryu and, oh god, what's her name, Sakura, I think, came to Monster Hunter World as skins, and Aloy came, for that matter, too, on the PS4. Geralt of Rivia is coming. Why? Who asked for it? Somebody asked for this? I think some people actually did ask for this. I I don't know. Isn't he supposed to be witching or something instead of monster hunting? Well, that's hunting, what witching is, technically, know? but... <laughs> I, I, I'm never really quite clear on what a witcher actually they witches. They hunt monsters. A, a witcher hunts monsters. Then why is he a witcher? Why doesn't he hunt witches? I don't know. He also hunts witches, technically. It makes no sense, but I'm reading too much into a, his a, job. A witcher hunts monsters. This <laughs> is the weirdest team up, and... Uh, it makes may way more sense than Street Fighter skins. I'll give you well, that. Well, that one makes sense because Capcom. But yes, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Or the fact that my Palico yeah. can be dress himself up as a stalker from um, uh, God, uh, what was that game called? That uh, Aloy's from uh, mech hunting game. I'm blanking on it right now. Horizon. Horizon's I have no idea. Gone. Oh, yeah, because uh, witchers be witching. But you know who's a who's a more natural fit. Ash, you know, just make it go full uh, circle. No, Ash just, hunts zombies. This is these are monsters. No, no, no. I'm talking about Pokemon Ash. Uh, no, no. He doesn't hunt. He captures. This is different. I, you can technically capture in Monster Hunter, but mostly it's about getting yeah. that sweet, sweet uh, animal murder on. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you do realize that Pikachu has murdered 
lots and lots of well, animals. Yeah, I, you know, you know when you when you leave a monster fainted by itself in the middle of the woods, it, it's it, you haven't left it to rest. You haven't left it to take a nice nap. You've left it to Henry, die. You beat that let's thing just to be, sleep. Let's just be real you beat here. Beat that creature to sleep. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, that's 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 not how it works out in in the wild. You know, with it, with the animals. See, so you know what, Pikachu would totally be down for frying the crap out of any monsters. So, you know, you're, any you're of not wrong. A Pikachu dragons. skin for your Palica would make a lot of sense. But to bring it back to the actual that would be amazing. Topic, uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> All right, so Geralt's coming for reasons, but. More importantly, the first major piece of DLC or expansion for Monster Hunter is coming in early 2019 called Iceborne. It comes with a very mm. cool-looking kind of ice biome. It's unclear if it's... It, so it's a new zone, but there's also some unclarity if it's also kind of a snow overlay for existing biomes, which could hypothetically be cool. Uh, it's not a lot known so just they're putting, yet, except... So they're putting in an ice level. Well, seeing as Monster Hunter's all about kind of specific <laughs> zones, that they have a there have been ice levels previously. There's an item in the game for, like, yo, don't get too cold kind of thing. So it makes sense this is coming back. It's like a spicy drink or something. No real details yet. There's actually more about Geralt's thing out there. Like, I guess there may be a full story behind it. Like it's, it's Geralt. It's not just apparently a skin. Like, they're doing something hmm. dumb for Like, him. he's there. Yeah, like, it's huh. fucking portals. And, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, now, you know what? Now I can kind of see it. Definitely makes sense. No, it doesn't. But... Uh, but... Oh, but you know who they should just... You know, might as well just put Dante in there. He's been there. Just throw Dante in there. I oh, he Dante, okay, been a, Dante is a playable character. Not playable character. He is a skin you can be in that game. Okay, well, that makes yep. sense. All right, well, how about Bayonetta? No, but she's also owned by Nintendo now, so we'll never get that. Yeah. Mm. Womp womp. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of being owned by Nintendo, that Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Online is real bad, apparently. Yeah, the... So, from what I was hearing is, you would set the options uh, for the game mode that you want. So, like, for example, I want to play 1v1, no weapons. So, that's not and even unlockable. Like... That's not even unlocked from the start. Really? So the the bigger problem is that I think from the start, basically, it, it has what I'm going to call the traditional online Smash modes available. You have to play a chunk of online Smash before you can get to, like, controlled custom rules, 1v1, no items, Smash. But it's very possible to kind of set your settings for that and find yourself in for a four-player items max sledgehammer all the time smash sweet that's what every tournament level player wants it has come as kind of a (laughs) yeah so as someone who spent a lot of time doing the cheesy way of unlocking characters this week because (laughs) i don't fucking know what's going on with me I, i i stand by my original statement of like for all the hardcore smash fans out there like fucking yeah they're leaning into the tournament shit with this. No, they're not. This game is kind of a fuck you on that topic. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I have to stay on the ha ha, I don't really like Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's, 
uh, so uh, beyond kind of the weird unlocking systems, on top of that, the network is really bad. The, the online play is bad, and I have not experienced it myself because I'm not paying for Nintendo's online yet, but the, the ongoing kind of story of this seems to be that even if you are, the online's real terrible. Well, I don't know. I mean, all right, so I'm looking at this article. Uh, I, I pulled it up, and it sounds to me more like it's just there's way more players that are just more casuals than there are that super is, serious. We got to be ready that for is the tournament. Problem. So the you, other issue too is that, but but is is that a problem? No, no, that, that doesn't. That sounds that sounds like the opposite of a problem for me. If you're reaching way more people who just want to play for fun instead of for serious business. It sounds like they're probably doing better. It's just not as good for competitive players. But you know what? Competitive players are not the bread and butter of any video game. It's it's the wider audience. I, I, your tournament level and your tournament level loving players, that's not really your wide audience that I you're wanting to I didn't pull an hit. article specifically talking about this because it's kind of mentioned in this, which was the net code for the game is bad. Like It's, very, like, okay. it's one of those things where kind of in the... For fun, four-player Smash Fests, the netcode's not as important because chaos. Like it uh, again, mm -hmm. like it's one of those ones where it's the who is Smash for at the end of the day, and I don't yeah. care. But it's one of those things where the for the people that care a great deal about trying to practice and kind of the hardcore approach to it, the netcode is bad. Like it, it's got, I've seen stuff where it's possible for just like disconnecting's happening. Like it's the you have to mm. buy. You almost have to buy the um, Ethernet adapter for Switch. Remember, you can't hook a Switch up to Ethernet without buying a peripheral. And even then, like it's the, or it's like it's the. You shouldn't have to go through a crazy unlocking system to make a one v one match with your friend. You do have to do that in mm. this game. Like, and I, I get the. It's not for the hardcore crowd, but like it's the. You should be able to have that. And again, remember on top of this, you only have characters you unlocked. So. If you're someone who yeah. does play this hardcore, like and does play it for money or whatever, you're not interested in spending the twenty plus hours to get through spirit mode. Like I've been laming it out in the kind yeah. of quit the program, reopen it, lame it out approach with King K rule to just get through <laughs> characters and K rule's broken. How do I know this? <laughs> I'm good with K rule. That's a broken ass character. Yeah, it sounds like they didn't quite it's weird. I mean, Nintendo, come on. This is literally your console. You should know how the netcode works always been on bad your console. That's yeah, Nintendo netcode has been reliably shitty. <laughs> oh no, this, this comes as no surprise to anyone, but like it's the if the netcode was just bad or the unlocking or the kind of like matchmaking system was just annoying, it'd be one conversation, but when you marry the two together where it's like, "Oh, you won't notice how bad the netcode is until you, like, do or get to the thing you want to via unlocks. Yeah, it, it's surprising no one. The netcode is bad, but also, like, it's 2018. Indie games frequently have better netcode than this game does. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't fully know how video game netcode works, but I get the impression you can just go out there and buy acceptable, like, fighting game netcode. Like, fuck. I played uh, Girl Fighter, whatever the hell it was on the PS3, which was a terrible game. But its netcode was okay. You mean Girl yeah. Fight? So, a yeah. uh, little tidbit on that, because you brought it up. I know, your sister worked on it. I, I, that's why I bring it up every once in a while as my example. 
Oh, like, okay. Th- that game has all yeah. so many faults aside for like it's fucking girl fight. It's it's a bad game, but it maybe has better netcode than Smash does. Is the impression I've got. No one's playing it, but yeah. Well, shit, the level design. The level design was okay. The other stuff was garbage. The zones were cool. <laughs> the, the zones were cool. Let's see where to go next. Um, that's yeah, mildly related. Did you two watch the Sonic the Hedgehog GIF trailer thing? Yes. Yes. The thing where yes. he's just running around. Oh, you you talking? Are you talking about uh, thick Sonic? Yeah, with those human proportion arms and legs. Yeah. Oh, the legs! <laughs> Sonic, uh, no! Oh, oh my gosh! If um, this doesn't go straight to fucking DVD or straight to Blu-ray or something, it looks it looks straight up like Tumblr. Yeah, it looks garbage. It looks it's, garbage here. It looks. I mean. Alright, oh, the, I had to say the funniest thing was, I read an article saying that, you know, like, that Sega fans were actually kind of hopeful and optimistic. No, no, if you're a Sega fan, you're you're literally the opposite of that for, a, for the Sonic franchise. Yeah. You're always just waiting for the next train wreck, and you hope the train wreck will be entertaining, and that's about it. And, well, the motion poster is entertaining, and it's in its way, and I am alright, so, full disclosure, I am a huge Sega fan. I love Sega products. I am a massive Sega fanboy. Yeah. And so, I, and and I like parts of the Sonic franchise. You know, I'm one of those people, too. But that, the motion poster... Oh, uh, it's a thing of beauty. It's a thing of disturbing beauty. It's... So here's my hope. Where... Detective Pikachu is giving us like super photorealistic Pokemon, which I think is great and nightmarish. I hope the Sonic yeah. movie is now just like a dude that they put in like a Muppet Sonic outfit, but leave his like face kind of exposed, which just him like kind of hairy, and that's the Sonic movie. Like, that's what I hope we get at this point. I want that nightmare. Or or it's just a fursuit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's you basically know, what I want. It, yeah. But I want that human it, face. It's, but a terrible yeah. fursuit you're talking about. Like a like somebody that's not actually furry making themselves a terrible yeah, fursuit. Again, like it's the I want you to like make a Muppet skin suit for this character. Ugh. Where it's like it, it's it's got the tightness of spandex, but the fur because it's made of felt or something, so it's like, is it a man or a Muppet? You be creeped that's, out. And it's yep. Hedgehogs have quills. They have quills. They don't have toned calves. Uh, they have some fur. They have furry. They have furry bellies. They have adorable furry little bellies. They're fat, but their entire back is quills. Yep. And he just looks. He just looks fuzzy all over. Which I think is great. <laughs> Sonic. Tell me I'm wrong. God, like a that's, that's what it, it, someone basically oh. takes Sonic, rips the bottom half of him off, and just puts it on as a wig. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is. It's. Okay. I want to see this one when this one is in the full light of day. When it is in the, you know, in the uncomfortable light of day, and 
when he's standing beside, you know, live humans, I think it's going to be so uncanny valley, I think people are going to actually lose their minds and see into the abyss. I hope this does well enough we get creepy porn parodies of it. The, you realize, no, it doesn't have to be good for that. You do realize that Tumblr exists. But it's not going fan too fiction, soon. Fan, fanfiction.net still exists, too. Fanfiction will find a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm, it has already. <laughs> don't go on. Don't go on there and type in Sonic. Yeah. Uh, don't. Just don't. Okay. So, don't go, don't go to that website either. Just, just don't, also. You do. You also know that that website or something like it is where uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, started. no. I've... Anyways, completely completely different. I, I... But Sonic movie. Don't don't try not to think about Fifty Shades of Grey and Sonic with the movie. Or do Hedgehog. and send us emails about it. Oh, uh, what was that bat called? Rose or something? Yeah, you know she's into some shit. Uh, Rouge. Yes, that's Rouge. Rouge the bat. You're, you are uh, correct. Yeah, um, I remember because I like the Sonic. I like the Sonic the Hedgehog games of the Dreamcast. Those are really, really good games. The yeah, you also know Amy Rose is Sonic some games. shit too because that girl's crazy. Yeah, she is insane. Moving on to but, something uh, equally dumb. <laughs> it is apparently stupid easy to hack the people out of the PlayStation Classic. Of course yeah. it is. It, well, well they put an emulator on it. We already spoke about that. Yes. But it's come out that the hacking process for it is, I guess they have, like, the source code on the console itself, so figuring it out is real simple, because you can just dump it real quick. And allegedly forcing new games onto it, pretty fucking easy. Wow. Yeah, they just literally copied it out, like, dumped the firmware to a PC, and, and got all the codes they needed. That's, that's very unclever by Sony. Yeah, that, I have not much more to say to this. They, like but, it's they all right. So the specific was they they included the up the firmware update private keys on every console. They they had they just left that on there. So if you're not for those of you not familiar with the concept of private and public key, essentially it's like these two sort of encrypted things. When you put them together. They make sort of a complete key that allows you to make changes. That's how it. That's how it kind of certifies. It's, it's certified. And so when when you have both of those, then you're allowed to say get admin access to a device. And in this case, since they just left instead of and usually it's like, for instance, when you log in anything, you're usually logging in and it's checking like a public key there with a private key back on the server. You know, server kept safe on the server and never actually exposed to the public. Well, in this case, they've left the private key on the device instead of the server, and so it's just literally right there. They don't need to go to the server to handshake and to to complete the public plus private key combination. So, so. what I'm hoping is is that they discover the hardware on this thing is actually powerful enough to do some weird stuff. Like on one hand, this feels like the unbelievably laziest thing to do, which I could believe it was. On the other hand, and I'm giving them probably way too much credit, imagine if Sony was self-aware enough to be like, hi, you're going to hack the shit out of this thing anyway. Let's make it easy for you and give you a cool little cute PlayStation thing to do it on. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, uh it seems like they yeah, I mean then their attempt to really kind of capitalize on the the rip roaring success of the Nintendo Mini. The PlayStation Classic does seem like a massive rush job. Yeah. It I mean it's it's everything about it is just revealing how much of a rush job it was. None of it was seems like it was done in house. It, was, it seems like it was kind of piecemealed together with existing stuff. I mean, of course, they created new manufacturing stuff. I mean, the shell is a is of yeah, course like, a it, small version, it, but yeah, it, it's kind of the awkward situation of do I think it's better or worse than Nintendo Classic? I'm like, eh, I think it's about the same. I, I would buy one yeah. for the same reason of I want a tiny Nintendo I can put on a shelf, or I want a tiny PlayStation I can put on a shelf. I think that's kind of fun. well. You know, it's way way madder than that. Um, I. Uh, have you ever played the Famicom Mini? No. It's it has all right. So this is the bad thing about it. It has controllers. Well, it has a you know the whole thing is to you know this smaller scale thing, just like all yeah. the other minis. You know, it's way smaller. The controllers are also to scale with the system. Ugh. They're tiny. No, they're literally like like look like doll controllers, but they're super responsive actually. Like, they're really good controllers. I had a chance to play one the other day at a store, and it was like, wow, actually, like, even though I feel like I'm playing on a Smurf system, I'm actually, like, everything's super responsive. Like, the buttons feel good, the D-pad feels good. It's just so tiny. It's, I, I mean, it is the same scale, like I'm telling you, as, you know, like the PlayStation, PlayStation Classic and the NES Mini. Except the controllers are also many, and oh. it's madness. I think it's, it's I think a couple years has some pretty actually has some pretty cool games yeah. on it too. Actually, has some really cool games. But oh my gosh, you got it! You got to see it. Just see the controllers are like half scale. They're half scale, literally half scale. So I remember but, a couple years back. It's more than a couple years back at this point. Um, uh, G four set the record for having the smallest and largest functioning Nintendo controllers ever, and, like, one was the size of a coffee table, where the buttons were, like, frisbees, and the other one was, like, you had to play with toothpicks. Yeah, I've seen the coffee table size one, and the one I'm describing to you is not that small, but it's it's pretty darn yeah. tiny. You got you you got to you got to check out some pictures of it with somebody with the controller in their or the hand. the whole console in their and hand. And it's yeah, mm. it makes you feel like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> the thing is, if I get one of those, I can start dunking on people, no problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But my so free throws will be garbage. Oh, uh, you do know that they, you know, made the new Shaq Fu game. Or they're working oh, on it. I want to play that. That'll be fun to play. Well, so speaking of Shaq Fu. <laughs> oh, oh, there's Shaq Fu no, news. No, yes. is now worth $4 billion, though. Jesus. Well, yeah. Are you really surprised, though? No. I. I but that. Kinda? But for them to reach that number, that's. Yeah. That's a lot of that's... money for a game that I don't think is very good. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have actually put out updates. Yeah. Initially, it was okay, and then the. The hype of it died real quick when they did uh yeah I, first iteration of Pokemon. It's Go. having a weird resurgence. Two of my coworkers were playing it again and like playing it compulsively again. Yep. So I yep. don't know. Well, they now well now they have Pokemon Let's Go, and so 
Yes, you know, maybe that's renewing, trying to kind of interest in back into Pokemon the... Let's Go that makes that game make a lot more sense in some weird ways. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the next-gen one they'll come out with called Pokemon Let's Go Now. <laughs> or, or Pokemon Let's Go Soon? Yeah. Let's Go Soon. That'll be the <laughs> uh, release trailer, or at least the, the trailer announcing when it's going to no, come no, out. No, no, it's go soon. Pokemon Go 2. Go 2. Ah! Go to where, though? Exactly. Ah, not much more of a bank with all the money. Yeah, apparently. I, not much more of a story there, but we like kind of keeping track of these weird things. We at one point had like a semi-weekly Pokemon Go news thing to talk about, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of money, South Korea has passed a law making it illegal to account boost. The uh, violation is payable in a fine. That's really interesting. Pretty stiff fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, they, they do not fuck it's around. It's roughly $18,000 or uh, 20 million won, which I just comes to about $18,000. You also get a two-year suspension, suspended prison sentence, which if that means like it works in the U.S., if you fuck up again, you get that prison sentence. This is, wow. it is, it is, it is crazy. Um, and, all right, so I, uh, little info i'm half korean actually and i have family in seoul and busan and so it's yeah it's they they there's some pretty pretty harsh laws in south korea in general like there's a lot of pretty like the punishments for a lot of things can be uh, on the pretty heavy side to be honest but this one i i don't even know what to think about i this. just love the idea we're gonna have black market boosting services for korea it's just i don't see how this is why it's illegal or why it should be illegal like I, I'm just thinking about you know on principle and and I don't I guess I don't I don't know enough about Korean law about South Korean law to to see how they or the South Korean yeah I I don't see how they could see that this should be a crime like a crime that should hold like a criminal sentence. Well, I, I think it's one of those things where it's the esports are the like traditional sports of that country at that point. Like it's the yeah. I I, I, I make a lot of jokes about understanding esports, but I understand, but mostly it's because they don't have the same type of mainstream penetration here that they do there. I have known some people that like were stationed there, were doing the teaching thing in Korea, that got involved in the StarCraft like at the amateur level, and they're like, no, it's a big fucking deal there like it on one hand it sounds crazy if you live in the u.s or europe this isn't quite as big a deal but if you live there it's kind of on par with like doping in the nfl and stuff like that like it's the no these are national pastimes these are big money we want these sports as like legit as possible and yes I, we're playing it up for yucks some too but in a country where a lot of kind of lives and dies by your esports the idea of of going after account boosting and stuff, which in theory is kind of part of that whole world. On paper, at least makes some sense. Is this insane? Absolutely, but also it's not All right, not so insane. I'm getting a little more a little more information about this. All right, so this is what I was yeah. wondering about. So apparently, they're, what they're really getting it on is to play MMOs in South Korea, you actually have to register with what is essentially your social security number. Yeah, same with China, I think. So if you're boosting, that means somebody else is illegally using your oh. social security number. 
Yeah, that's what's illegal. So, all right, so I thought that sounded fishy. I was like, I mean, I know South Korean laws can be pretty, like, pretty strict, but that sounded insane. That but yeah, actually, that that, set, that makes sense. It's almost an accidental so the law is, theft. No, it's a, yeah. And yeah, it is, it's a, it's a weird version of identity theft. But I think that leads to bigger legal, legal implications yeah. of, do you own your identity? Who owns mm. your identity? Do you own your own identity, or does the government own it? Because in this case, the way this law is coming down, it's saying the government owns your identity, and the government gets to police your identity. Now, there's a difference between just saying that the government gets to police your identity. That's you know what you're thinking about, you know, normal identity theft. You know, if somebody you would want them to be able the feds be able to get involved if somebody stole you know a bunch of stuff you know took out credit cards your name and you know did stuff like that whatever but does in this case it's the government is kind of enforcing a sort of ownership over how what you can do with your identity it's one thing to have your identity stolen by somebody it is a very very different thing for you to let somebody else use your identity. Can it be fraud against you if you'd allow them to do it? If you if you are the one allowing them to do it, should it be can it be fraud? Should you be the one that's allowed to press charges or is it the government is the body that's allowed to press charges? And in this case they're saying the government has more right over your identity to press charges than for you have a right over your own identity to let somebody else use your identity and that to me is the most startling thing about this and that's not a, that's not that's a very heavy thought and that's not something to be taken lightly and i hope that this hits some legal court challenges because the implica implica implications are far ranging well again this is korean law not international law but yes yeah I mean, but the thing is, it's like, uh, and if you haven't noticed, a lot of democratic countries tend to take notes after each other on the types of laws they pass. They'll look at other countries and see what, you know, you know, other democratic countries and see what types of laws have been passing or how they've dealt with certain situations and take that into account. Maybe not, you know, do it necessarily or, or even consider going that direction, but they are absolutely watching and and seeing what the reaction is going to be. And I don't like that step. That that's I I I need to get more information on the law, but that's that's not a good thing. The government actually owning, like properly owning your identity, I that's not that's that's a very troubling idea. I mean, technically they kind of who own your identity to begin with? They keep the registry of all your actual information. Yeah, but that's not the same as enforcing ownership, saying that you, that they have the right, more right over your, you know, it'd be like saying that, you know, I bought, you know, I bought a bicycle, but the company gets to tell me how to use it. You and do that technically is, now with stuff. Yeah, I know, them. and that's not good. We do that with software. We don't do it with point-of-sale stuff like if I bought a bicycle. Once I've got a bicycle, I can sell it. 
Like I'm I'm not tied to it. Like I could sell you can sell a bicycle, but the thing is, and roll this into games, this is the way that they do software stuff now. We aren't at a point of sale. They don't want a point of sale thing in software. They want you to have software where they still own the license over it and you all you've bought is a license to use it. Yeah, it I, it's been like that for some time now. I mean, yeah. I get the whole point of sale side of things, but like I mean just to play devil's advocate here, like you know, they have that like for example, let's go with WoW in the US. I'll just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Account sharing has always been legal or at least like that kind of thing. That, that's always yeah. been a, a no-no. So even though you bought the license to play it and you own an actual physical copy of the game, so to speak, you're not allowed to share your account because you can and will probably get banned. Like that's Yeah, that is in their terms of service. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's that's not that's not quite the same level. Well, like I said, if it's here, it's not we don't have our social security numbers connected to our accounts online, so it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. No, there's an extra layer of that. But, like, for example, if I needed to recover my account, I would have to send a copy of my driver's license to Blizzard to prove that this was actually my account. Yeah. That's a thing but, you absolutely have to do. Yeah, but that's still... That's not Blizzard saying, we own your identity. So, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, that, that is true. I'll give you that. But I mean, it. I think, and I think it makes a little more sense for an ongoing service like that. But the thing is, they've made the same claims over games that had don't have an online component. So, but I mean, I guess that's an entire conversation in itself. But I just have to say, yeah. I mean, I tend to think about the implications of laws, and I don't like the impl- implications of the South Korean law. Yeah, no, it's definitely a sticky situation. I'll give you that. That just seemed kind of weird if you will like i don't know i don't like the idea of having my social security number tied to an, a game account to begin with yeah That's i don't either really fucking i weird. don't either i don't either especially I think. with the hacking and stuff like that yeah yeah fuck that unless unless you know what even unless i i wouldn't get like i'd write my address and all that stuff because i have to I on know. there um well, you do when you register for some accounts, unless you have a P.O. box. I use um, yeah. piece of pay cards for those frequently. Oh. Well, or yeah. PayPal. If, if you have to use a PayPal, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't... Yeah, I don't I don't trust some of these companies anymore with myself. Look how, look how Sony literally shit the bed a few years ago I, mm-hmm. when it came to that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Bethesda those... fucking two weeks ago. Yeah. Just revealed, just gave everybody everybody else's information. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently, there's there, actually, um, once we finish this up, uh, that's a little something I heard apparently now is that apparently there's another leak going on with mm. customer information on the actual Ooh. Atom store, but that's unconfirmed Ooh. right now. Ooh. So I can't, I can't, I can't say that's confirmed yeah. yet, but that's what I was reading mm. online the other day. Mm. They don't deal in rumors. So, yeah. so we, we need to move on for the sake of time, and neither of none of us are lawyers, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of lawyers, actually, the Facebook Oculus versus Zenimax lawsuit is officially over. We talked about this a long time ago and haven't talked about it since. If you remember correctly, uh, Zenimax won the original round of that and was awarded $5,500 million. 
It then got whittled down to $250 million, and now both companies have appealed and whatever it is enough times that they are settling some version out of court. Huh. Yeah. The end of an era. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I, it's good that that came to a close. Is That sounded like an incredibly messy situation. I mean, that sounds. I mean, I don't think either of them really wanted to go to court. They both wanted to settle. Yeah, and because the whole thing, I don't think they would have wanted it to go to court because it sounds like a a serious snafu, well, a serious tangle of Zenimax one, and then the appeals begin. Yeah, I know, but I yeah, I don't think they wanted to go through an incomplete, yeah. you know, completely new process because it already the whole ownership of the whole thing is and just all of it. The whole thing is just questions. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a mess, so it's good that it's over. It was great for Vive sales, because for a while it looked like Oculus might not exist in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, you can now officially buy gold in Red Dead Redemption 2's online system. No surprise there. I think the game is still listed as a beta, so I'm a little... Let me phrase I'm a little surprised that we already have in-game currency buyable... We're not even officially out of the beta, um, and especially if they keep readjusting the economy for that game pretty aggressively. Hmm. Well, on top of that, they did mention that any progress you make in the beta will carry on. Oh, yeah, no. It's, I believe we talked about that. It's more any time huh. that DLC and stuff is released for a fucking... Ex- uh, it's like, no, no, you, you can't release microtransactions until you've actually released the game, in my opinion. I know people do it all the fucking time, but still, it's like, this is gross. <laughs> Yeah. What what's that's... that spaceship company that you want? Oh, it's to gross. Talk about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them that. I do. Whenever we bring up Star Citizen, like I feel bad. I've bought into that game. I be- I feel bad every time I mention <laughs> it. Like I'm like, no, just don't do what I did. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I own a spaceship. At least this is gold bars that yeah. you're gonna spend for currency. Yeah. So at least what? Yeah. The whole, but yeah, it being still in, well, at least the online still in beta, that's that's pretty gross, well, and- honestly. That's just like that's it, you couldn't make it any more blatant than that. I mean, it's not like we're fools here and we're you know people got to make money, but yeah. yeah, before asking people for money for an unfinished product, I mean, if some if you went to a dealership and they give you half of a car. How happy would you be? Yeah. Or if it was, if it was, if it was just missing half the doors, <laughs> just half the doors. Yep. You know. See, if you wanted a real life example of how it, there's DLC for cars, all you have to do is look at the sale the the model versions for the Tesla S model. Mm. Have you have you heard about that? By no, anything? I don't follow Tesla news. No. So Me the neither. base model of the Tesla. Uh, gives you a certain range and power and all that. Yeah, oh, we and did talk about this. When you upgrade, you get a longer range on the exact same hardware that you yeah, already have. And they have can remotely the unlock it too. Yep. Hmm. So I think it was during one of the. Oh, also the charging. You technically have the hardware built into your car for the super fast charging, but unless you paid for that upgrade on your S or your Model S, you can't access it even though it's already built into the car. So you could later on buy it, technically, yeah. and it would upgrade your current car. So it's mm. like it's like in-disc DLC, if you will, for a car. So that that's... already exists. That is not new. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, so, back if you go to Shareware, that was that was basically the idea of Shareware. <laughs> Here's this uh, game that basically works, but we haven't included most of the levels. Yeah. So and I guess to rewind back to the story, like it's to be fair to Rockstar, they have been fixing the economy some. The gold is no longer mandatory. But my gut reaction mm. is like still a bunch of the stuff you'd want in that game is gold purchase only. You can get gold in the game through a variety of activities. Like it's not locked away entirely, but I have the issue where my character is still too fucking low a level to buy anything I want. <laughs> yeah. I more of a huh, not in beta, we're still already selling like basically shark cards all over again. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh yeah, and shark cards made Shark card still makes Rockstar yeah. fucking money right yep. now. <laughs> I, I would throw down that I'm not sure there's as much to buy in Red Dead Redemption as there was in Grand Theft Auto Online, but that's a whole separate topic. Mm-hmm. Um, guess we're still kind of on money. Let's talk about Discord quickly. Uh, Discord is officially opening up their little store they have, which I forgot existed until this article popped up, with a 90-10 oh, yeah. developer split. For those keeping track, that's two wow. percent more than Epic Games came out with last week. Um, a race to the bottom. I, I'm kind of okay with this to a certain extent, but yeah, I just don't think that. Uh, I don't know how tenable it is. It's a. I mean, it's it's a lot of trouble to house any sort of online store and. I don't want it to sync Discord. Well, and I think the argument there is like Discord. I don't know how. I don't know how Discord made money previously. Yeah. Uh. Well, you had the uh the Nitro package thing. I actually subscribed to the Nitro thing. Mm. So no, but my my point being like it's the it was making money already, and I think it's pulling the Epic Games approach where it's like, yo, we're already making money off some other stuff. We can like actually, you know maybe just host at cost but they but discord the thing is like they aren't nearly the size of epic epic is massive at i don't know point. i and think especially with fucking with, big with fortnite with fortnite bankrolling them yeah they could afford to they could afford to just drop a bunch of money to lose money for a while I'm not sure that Discord can afford to lose money for a while. Who knows on this one? I think it's also the 70-30 split that was previous. Like, a, both companies have come out and said it doesn't cost 30%. Like, yeah. that that number is too big. I Yeah. But 90-10 seems yeah. too small. Uh, who the fuck knows? I, it's, I, I keep waiting for a company to come out yeah. and be like 99-1% uh, and be like, okay, why? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's the thing. It's I don't, I don't, I like Discord, and I don't want to see it wrecked because they kind of didn't realize just how much trouble is going to be to how to house an online store. I mean this this I mean that's the thing is like you know there I'm a dev and I've done a lot of web work like full stack dev work and running something like an online store. Yeah. And, you know, beyond just the server costs, just making sure the system itself is good and secure, that, all of that, that's a process all of its own. So, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't want it to sync Discord, because 9010 seems small. 
Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you on this one. I think it's also I don't know how I I don't know how much Discord makes on a daily basis just by being Discord, and it might be as simple as yeah, it's, it's the we're covering this really at cost from our perspective. Yeah, and I, yeah, we, we we will see. It definitely feels like a race towards the bottom at this point, as you said, but not necessarily a bad thing. Like I, I always think people should compensate for their work. So. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I absolutely want people to be compensated for their work. But, you know, there's people working at Discord, too. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're doing fine, though, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that, but. Well, I guess this is a bad transition. Uh, Speaking of people getting paid for their work, the, the GWU Gamers Workers Unite is the first official union in the gaming industry. It comes to us out of the UK which has had a variety of conversations about that, letting back a couple years yes. at this point. I... Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. I... Beautiful news. I've been talking about this personally for a long time, even though I haven't been the one to try to start one myself. Uh, but, yeah, this is something I have been wanting very, very badly. I mean, in case anybody is unfamiliar with the plight of the developer, I mean, you can look up the news. It's pretty easy to see. How, how, basically, I mean, the work, the work that's, that's just expected of developers. I mean, expected to do, you know, 90 to 120, 20 hour work weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, 120 hours working work week, you know, like at 90 to 120, that's with no, you know, with no overtime, no extra pay, no profit sharing, nothing. I mean, you'll, you'll sacrifice your life and your health. To put out a triple A game, and you'll make your you know sixty k, and the game will make billions, and you, yeah, it, you were just expected to put out that one hundred twenty hour weeks, and and grind and make them that billions of dollars, and then don't really receive any of it, and maybe get maybe get laid off, and so right now, I do think that you know as it. it Badly needed, not just needed, badly, really, really badly needed. So, and building off what you just said, the key goals, if you will, of the GWU, GWU, are to end the institutionalized practice of unpaid overtime, improve diversity and the inclusion inclusion at all levels, support abused or harassed mm-hmm. workers, and secure an actual living wage in a steady fashion for its members. All things that, you know, most unions that are not being corrupt and stuff, are going after so hopefully this becomes yes. the norm in a somewhat timely manner like for instance when i'm you know i know people that are electricians and that are part of that union and it's a, it's a fantastic Some union. might say the electricians union yeah <laughs> but it's it's a really good one it treats its members yes. very well like it supports them well i mean and it's it's and it's guaranteed them a lot of you know a lot of things that you should have as a worker and I hope that catches on here. I'm not super optimistic, but hopefully people look at that and see that it's possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for our contentious news of the week, if you will. Um, <laughs> kind of, uh, we, could, we could use our transition of GW as a good transition point and go into our news about Riot's COO, or we could go to our mm. man on the blizzard streets, Alex, and have him give us a rundown of all the fun stuff coming out of Blizzard this week. Which would you two rather go with? Um, 
let's start with Riot. Okay. That sounds like a fresh one. Yeah. Let's do this. All right, so. Terror. Where do you even start with this one? So, we've mm. talked in the past about kind of the, the the shocker that is Riot Games maybe having a bit of a corporate toxic culture and that fixers have been brought in and there's been a whole kind of top-down analysis of the corporate structuring and the corporate culture and lots of other jargony words that may or may not mean anything. But so, last week, as of this podcast going up, Riot's COO, Scott Gelb, I hope I pronounced that right, will has been suspended without pay uh, for just being a real juvenile asshole, it seems. Like... You know, and I think that it doesn't even hit it to even call it juvenile. It's just, I mean, a juvenile, yes, definitely part of it. Terrible and juvenile. Oh yeah, no, that's not meant to downplay. This is more like it's the so we're gonna kind of pull into details. It's been unpaid without it's unpaid uh, unpaid leave or training for. He's out for two months. A lot of people are upset that's not long enough. They want him gone, and this guy's list of crimes, like it's, hear lots of crazy stuff going on these days of. People stealing billions of dollars and like wrecking company cars or throwing sharks at people or whatever. No, this is some mm-hmm. shit you'd expect from either a five year old or a frat house. And it's just kind of, it's yeah. Like, every time we try and step away from like the gaming industry is this kind of bro centric thing, fucking Riot comes up and goes, but what if it was? So, yeah. Oh, awful. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at what the allegations here are, and they are, I, 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 all right, so I'm going to say straight Just up. Just run through the list. If he would have did any of, if he would have done any of that to me, I would have punched him straight up yeah. in the face. I would have just literally knocked him out in the hall where he stood. And that's not my macho, me talking macho or something. It's like, no, oh, these no, things are that, when we start describing that. You'll hear Let's why. Let's do the list. It's a I would great react. list of like, what the fuck? Don't you grow out of this behavior? So, alleged, yeah. allegedly, this guy was involved in ball tapping, as in flicking or slapping employees' testicles, farting on people, humping them for quote comedic effect. <laughs> Just yeah. What is wrong with this guy? I mean, sack tap. That's classic. She- See, uh, straight up, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Straight up, you do that to me, you will be unconscious. Yeah. Not because I'm a macho tough guy, it's because you, my what balls. are you doing? Yeah. What are you, what's wrong with you? What is your major malfunction? Yeah. I mean, like seriously. I, okay. So, between no. friends that I've known for a long ass time, we may sack tap every once in a while. I don't do that shit at work. I don't know oh you like so, that. So before, so that before we descend into the kind of inherent humor of this aspect, there's also allegations of a variety of sexist behavior and all the other kind of stuff you come to expect from the situation, which is all equally terrible. Yeah. But the fact that, like, some dude doing shit I haven't thought was funny since I was seven years old is big gaming news is fucking insane. That he's this, their COO. Yeah. That he's 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 an executive. That means you're on the you know what you call the executives. This is a guy at the top of the company doing this. That is literally the worst. That is awful. That is awful, awful, unexcusable behavior. And you know, not surprising. You know, I I wish I could say I was <gasps> shocked, yeah, I, but oh gosh, like, it's this bizarre one where at one point I'm like. 
really? This is what we're going after? But also, it's like, really? This is still a thing when you're not past, like, 12? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, reading, literally reading that, I was like, that? You, what? I, I, I read the article what? we're kind of pulling off of at lunch, and I got halfway through it, and I'm like, man, I am reading about someone who I'm assuming is at least 30, going around grabbing yeah. the balls of his employees and thinking it's funny. Yeah, this is real. This is a real thing I'm reading. Like I'm like I kept looking for like the onion or clickhole logo on it or something, yeah. being like, This has to be fake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I Ah, uh, that's 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 so terrible. I mean but the but the worst is but you know, as you kind of alluded to earlier, the worst part is he's getting a slap on the wrist for this. Yeah. Two month unpaid leave, which means two vi- two month vacation. As an executive, you know he was raking it in anyway, so that's yeah. not going to hurt him. And it's not, it, it, now he just has now he just has no responsibilities for two months. He's not getting paid, but I'm sure he has like stock in the company or something at this point. Like, and well, I mean, he has yeah. you know whatever, however much he's been making per year as it is, which is probably a yeah. good bit as an executive. And so it's not like that two months is going to hurt him. It's like, ooh, that is def- it, it means two months that he doesn't have to be responsible for anything. It is a two-month vacation. Yeah, and on top of this, like, this work gets nutty. It's not like this has been, like, the last five years have been bad. Uh, apparently, like, the reports of this go back to the founding of Riot. Yes. I mean, and, all right, so even worse, I mean, there are people, of course, trying to excuse this, saying that, oh, it's too much. No! What? I mean... D- this is beyond the pale. I mean, somebody doing that level of things, uh, so there's just there's no there's no sort of excuse for sexual harassment. Period. There just isn't. There's no level. There's no gray area for me. There's there's like if you don't know the difference between sexual harassment and not sexual harassment, then you got some things to learn. You just got to grow up because it's really really easy to tell the difference. Like. I mean, and that's like that's not like something e accident or something. This isn't like something that you might think. Oh well, he's just a certain way. He's just you know he's just friendly or just mistaken that way. It was you know he like you know taps somebody on the shoulder. It's just, this isn't him tapping somebody on the shoulder and them freaking out. This is him touching people's genitals. Yeah, that's that's and sorry, that's not something that I'm like. Oh, it's oh, it's not a big deal if he just you know. No, come on, he should be fired. But, he should but, be fired, on. and he should be blacklisted that's the general from companies. Of most of the riot employees, like uh, a lot of people have kind of gotten out there and they've done it anonymously out of fear of repercussions. But they said stuff ranging from, I'll quote this exactly. I think it's pretty telling that riot's commitment to changing their culture only goes so far as firing people who aren't who aren't already insulated from the repercussions of the cult of that culture. Basically. They'll happily let you go, so long as you're not part of the in crowd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's for, for someone who believes like the video game industry is growing up. Every once in a while, we get a story like this, and I just go, "Man, set the clock back to zero. Yeah, but see, hey, uh, you guys, days day guys... since days since uh, gaming did something completely, completely embarrassingly juvenile. Yeah. Zero. You, you guys don't understand. He's never known the difference between right and wrong. It's it's wrong of us to judge him in a sense because he doesn't know any better, okay? Affluenza is a real disease. 
and there are plenty of people who suffer from it every year. We should be coming down the rich and powerful like that, guys. They don't know the <laughs> difference. They don't know any better, okay? So you guys need to get off his back and just reinstate him and then just be like, hey, next time, don't do that thing, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. In case anybody didn't get that, was with the massive side of snark. What? Never. You don't Never. get snark from me. Never. Never. <laughs> no. Oh. oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Affluence is real. I, I still can't believe that this wasn't honestly. This wasn't a a onion yeah, article. No, I, it was... it, it, I I looked at other articles to kind of substantiate this, and like the prevailing feeling on this is like we're being punked, right? Like it, it's it's like we're gonna take this seriously, but really, yeah. It's like local man throws self into shark tank. Was surprised when sharks ate him. It's like, huh. This is a fake hmm. article, right? Like, this is obviously a joke. Oh, no, this is real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, Alex Blizzard time. Yeah, buddy. So, Blizzard has recently announced that they are shifting up a little bit of their resources and things like that. Streamlining uh, the process, out, if you will. Yes, they, they are moving on to... A long-term sustainability, a.k.a. your game is now in maintenance. Or, we're only going to focus on shit that's making us money right now. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Heroes of the Storm uh, has a lot of resources uh, getting pulled and hard. So, next year there will be no no uh, Heroes of the Storm esports, no Heroes of the Storm Global Championship Series, and... No more uh, Heroes of the Dorm, which I thought was actually really cool. You guys ever watch Heroes of the Dorm or know nope. of it by the any chance? So, nope. so when I so, heard they were kind of ending the esports leagues, my immediate reaction was there was an esports league for Heroes of the Storm, and then you said there were two, and I'm like, there was two. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so he here's here's some of the shitty stuff that's going on. So, the blog post comes out recently. Talking about how it'll get regular updates, but they're pulling devs away from that team to work on other projects, aka their mobile platforms, uh, which I'm really <laughs> guessing is what it is. So, first of all, good job. It's a really good idea when you're really under the scope for optics about you pulling away resources from your main PC <laughs> games for fucking mobile games, and then you say, hey, so we're pulling people out of here into this. That's number one. Number two, um, they so they're they're canceling the the esports stuff, which okay, fine, I get it. But here's the thing, they you know you know when those esports people found out they weren't gonna have a job next year, the same time that fucking blog post went out, so they knew nothing of all this stuff. Blizzard literally just released this and put this out, and so all these people were caught off guard, which means all these streamers that are you know stream this game as part of their career or their job. There's the pro players. They knew nothing about this, which is really disturbing given the fact that they were quoted at BlizzCon saying that there's a lot of really cool stuff down the pipeline for 2019 for Heroes of the Storm, and they're still supporting it and doing stuff and this and that. So literally all these fucking people got <laughs> fired the same fucking oh, time they announced this Oh my shit. gosh. Okay. So they're pulling away uh, developers. They basically have honestly flat out just fired a bunch of people. Wow. Uh, all these pro teams are dead. 
Yep. And yeah, and they're just like, hey, we're just kind of reshifting things like that. Don't worry. Like, first of all, did you guys ever read the statement? Did you guys read the blog post by any chance? No. Let no. Me, let me find it no. here. Okay. So, yeah, you follow yeah. Blizzard stuff I've... far closer than I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they. It, and it's just, it's fitting. Let's see. Uh,. Despite the change, Heroes of the Storm remains our love letter to Blizzard's worlds and characters. We'll continue actively supporting the game with new heroes, themed events, and other content that our community loves. Though the cadence will change. Ultimately, we're setting up the game for long-term sustainability, a.k.a. whatever's there is there. You'll get new character updates here and there, but we're not doing shit for it, so still pay us money for this game. Uh, yeah. The support world community has shown from the beginning, and the development team will continue to support heroes in the same passion, dedication, and creativity that has made the game such a unique experience, despite the fact that we're pulling all these developers off the thing. So yeah, don't worry, you'll still be getting the same passion, dedication, and creativity, despite the fact that we're pulling all the developers, uh, or a good chunk of the developers, off the fucking team. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Good job, Blizzard. Um, How do you feel about skins? Let's wow. getting skins. Oh, don't worry, you'll get skins. Yeah, this this get is skins. like, this is kind of like the equivalent of your older brother sitting, like, you know, sitting on top of you and like, like, you know, slapping you or like hit, tickling you or hitting you in the chest saying, you like that? You like that? You're going to like it. You're going to take that and like it. You like it, don't mm -hmm. you? You take that and like it, Blizzard fans. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. They just keep punching you in the face and you keep coming back for more. And it just, it, 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 it is a endless source of mirth for me. Yeah. So basically, hey, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're kind of getting rid of all that. And, a lot of the actual people who were involved in playing Heroes of the Storm doing all that stuff are flat out like, hey, you know what? Fuck you, Blizzard. Like, I'm not going to play Dota. What is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a, let's see, here's a pinned tweet from uh, Hotspro and current streamer. Uh, and I quote, this is, uh, this is the streamer, so just letting you know, fuck you, honestly. Working six hard months with new fantastic teammates for the shit radio silence for weeks. I sent multiple emails and long got back was they were working on finalizing the details. AKA, yeah, you know what? Sure, you're a pro player for our game and you're representative, but you're not really making us any money, so you guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, yep. okay. Cool. I appreciate that, Blizzard. Good job. I, I love that, like, Blizzard, I genuinely think all these companies are competing to be who can be the biggest tone deaf morons right now uh, when it comes and still to make PR money. and be connected. Yeah. And, and still make just, money. This just absolutely fucking proves that shadow of a doubt that they are absolutely disconnected and the Activision. Virus has absolutely seeped into Blizzard. Blizzard is a shell of a former company, as far as I'm concerned. Let's mm. let's be a fucking real here. Like the Blizzard of a few years ago, which I would I, I would give credit to before, is not the Blizzard now, and mm. it makes sense considering recently they've talked about how they had a new CFO show up yeah. or something like that. That was from Activision, yeah. and their number one priority was we need to cut money or we need to cut costs. So taking people away from teams like this gutting the Diablo team, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, absolutely feels like they Blizzard, Activision, or Activision is very much true. People should stop calling it Blizzard and call it what it is, Activision Blizzard. It's not Blizzard Entertainment anymore, it's Activision Blizzard, because Activision is basically turned Blizzard into its bitch. Like, let's yep. be 100% honest here. And yep. You know, with the new president or the old president leaving and this new guy. This new guy is the same guy who told people, you don't think you want that. Like, you think you want that, but you don't. Like, yeah. Th this is the same guy from before. He's a fucking talking head. He's only there uh, because he's willing to get paid to have a shit-eating grin and take it. 
So, anyway. Yeah, so, it's just, it, it's, it's really shitty because somebody actually went back and looked at, the, like, their core pillars of, like, Blizzard values, and, like, not telling the players that people like this, that you're flat out just canceling everything, Yep, is that's... super fucking shitty. Like, if you're gonna cut it out, fight. I, that's fine, I get it. Cut costs, mm-hmm. that makes sense. You're a company, you're supposed to make money. But, like, you've been leading people on for fucking months, saying, hey, no, yeah, we've got other stuff working on. Even at BlizzCon, they're like, yeah, no, we've got new stuff down the pipeline. It'll be we great. We still uh-huh. very much care about this game. We obviously don't care about anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's a doozy. So, so is that our only Blizzard news this week? Oh, no. No, no, no. Mm. So this past week, we had Tides of Vengeance hit. Uh, and it is no, no, amazing no. Explain how... these Tides of Vengeance to me. What is, in theory, the Tides of Vengeance? Are they a low tide, a high so, tide? Um, You know what? Tides o- tide goes in, tide goes out. You can't explain that. <laughs> so, and it's fitting because Blizzard can't seem to explain what's really going on with their, their stuff. Um, It's so bad that there's an official thread going around with the undocumented changes that were made to actual big game mechanics in in the live server now for Blizzard's, uh, for World of Warcraft, by the way. We were switching over to World okay. of Warcraft and nobody knew what we were referencing here. So, Tides of Vengeance is a new patch that just hit. It's supposed to lead us into the all the big changes and things like that that are going on into the new uh, new raid tier, pretty much, which won't be opening till about January anyway. So, um... They, the patch notes go out, and people jump on, and first of all, there's a fuck ton of bugs that are already in the game. In fact, I encountered a really interesting one last night, because uh, there's a world quest you do where you're supposed to loot boxes, uh, and uh, well, you're supposed to sack an alliance ship, kill a hmm. couple of, like special named characters, and you're supposed to loot six battle plans from chess boxes. Except none of the chess boxes work, so you can't even finish the quest. So. Oh. Yep, good job, Liz. Appreciate that one. So, what do you um, do with that? Yes, that's like how I... you just fucking skip it. You can't do anything. It's a world quest, so it wasn't like a mandatory in order for gotcha. you to proceed with the actual game itself. But mm. it's one of the quests that's available. But at that point, well, all the other quests now become mandatory because this one doesn't work. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I saw the I saw the postings and everything. And it's like, yeah, you know. But then again, I mean, like. I am shitting on Blizzard pretty hard, or Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard pretty hard. They are a small indie company. They're not expected to keep up with these AAA companies <laughs> like like GGG and things like that. So it makes perfect sense. Um, so between that, um, the thing I was talking about was there's a whole huge thing of undocumented changes that I talked about. Stuff that actually breaks a lot of current strategies and things like that for like dungeon runs and mythic and things like that. Like, no. it's just flat out, yeah, no. So, one uh, one of the big examples. So, rogues have this ability called Shroud, uh, okay. Shroud of Concealment, which basically gives you a giant AoE bubble of stealth that you can give your team so you can skip over certain mobs. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. And so, um, this, this new uh, update made it so that certain mobs that everybody hated fucking doing because they're a pain in the ass to pull anyway, one of the mobs now has True Sight, so you can't skip it anymore. Mm. Uh, which obviously breaks any current records that people have for Mythic Plus runs on this, because now you have to do those mobs. 
so that changes that, especially with the rankings in terms of the dungeon polls A. Um, and there's just this huge list of uh, undocumented changes that looks like it's almost like comparable to the list of changes that were actually published by Blizzard. And it's like they did a developer Q&A and they're like, yeah, so we made that change a couple months ago and somebody forgot to put in the notes, so we just kind of forgot. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, no, guys, like, it's just, this is this is shit that a big AAA company should not be doing. Yeah. The fact that the community has to be get put together in a whole separate list of undocumented changes, just six people have a reference point to see what's going on, uh, is kind of a big deal. Then there's bugs they introduced to classes they weren't even touching. Like, rogues lost this whole valuable part of a talent that was meant for a good DPS increase. It was basically, there's a there's a talent that when you vanish and pop Garot, you get an 8% damage boost from vanish, because you're supposed to get it from self, but they broke it so that it works from self, but not vanish for hmm. some reason. So it's things like that that's just it's it's stupid. Like it's super fucking frustrating, yeah. to say the least. But like the fact that there's a I think it's like a WoW Wikipedia that there's an entire page, a Wikipedia page dedicated to unreleased changes or unannounced changes for this patch is fucking stupid. Wow. Like, let me see. And the fail just keeps rolling I, on. So it's it's kind of weird where like, so I tapped out of playing World of Warcraft very early on again in Battle for Azeroth. And I remember when I was playing Battle of Azeroth, stuff felt weird like this very much felt like a hey if we can just get people back things will be fine and it worked briefly but i i know like you coming off of legion were in a super good place and like the entire time i was playing battle for azeroth at least for someone who was coming back to world of warcraft there was this very bizarre feeling of like okay what's going on because this isn't as good an expansion as i've been led to believe legion was and I, I I don't know. Like it, it was like it was almost like it it had so many things you always wanted World of Warcraft to have all of a sudden, where it's like, hey, we're gonna go back to it being the Alliance versus the Horde, even though we haven't done that since I don't know Burning Crusade, really, in a mm -hmm. serious lore stand. Where it's like, hey, you like Cthulian monsters? We're doubling down Cthulian monsters. You know how some people hate the like the weird like Titan shit? Yeah, we're moving away from the Titan shit, kind of. The dragons have been gone for a while. This is what you wanted, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's really weird because I know like, at first you were like, ah, maybe you're being too hard, but the entire time I was playing that, I could not shake this feeling of it was a game out of touch with its community where it's like, okay, this is an expansion kind of made for people like me that tapped out of this game, but... I don't think this is a good expansion. It's not going to make me play WoW that much longer. Like, I'll play a month or two, and I'll go back to not playing this game ever again. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Like, it's just there's some really weird tone deaf stuff. No, like, yeah. It, uh, that's what I'm getting at. Go like, ahead, sorry. It, it felt tone deaf. Like, it was one of those ones where it was like, it was the facade of, hey, look, we're doing the things we haven't done since, like, way back when in World of Warcraft lore, but as someone who hasn't been playing World of Warcraft for a while, I'm like, nah, I know what this game was like in the parts you're invoking. This isn't that. <laughs> I remember vanilla fondly, and nah. I'm not thinking yeah. about stabbing someone I pass in the street wearing an Alliance shirt. 
Yeah, no, this is just, it's weird. Like, they even, like, even professions in this expansion are fucking stupid. Like, unless you're an alchemist, none of the other professions are really worth it at this mm. point. Yeah. Like, so, professions, like, let's say, for example, tailoring. You would make cloth gear. You can sell mm-hmm. that cloth gear that's really good at a profit. But now it requires that in order for you to wear the really high-end cloth gear, you need to have that profession in order to wear it. But oh, all the other gear you can make is only entry level. That's weird. It's stupid. Like, the moment yeah. the new patch comes out, or the new, uh, a new accelerate level, all that gear is worthless. So you literally means you're not going to be making any kind of money. Unless, again, you are an alchemist. That's hilarious. It's, it's just... I don't know. Like, I, th- there's, a, there's a big rumor that talks about that there are technically two teams that switch back and forth between uh, run or creating the expansions for WoW. So you hmm. have the team, the team that worked on Wrath technically should have also worked on uh, I believe it was Mr. Pandaria. Mm-hmm. And then after Mist, I believe they worked on, was it Legion? I think so. Because I think those are the expansions. And so there's that's Team A, right? Okay. Team B is the one that works in between. And Team B has been known to have shitty, really, really shitty sounding expansions because that means the team that would have worked on B would have been the ones that worked on Cataclysm. Mm. And. Worked would have been the ones that worked on Draenor, mm. <laughs> and also the one that worked on Battle for Azeroth. Mm. Wow! So they really are the B team, aren't they? It, it it's a rumor. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's why I'm just saying it now. But it just seems like this is very much that like the they 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 they, they try to squash the rumor, saying, "Hey, like this isn't really a thing. A lot of our teams work on multiple things. That's what we do." But it's like. The quality really fucking shows between expansions. Like, people really loved. Le- like, I I got a genuinely good feel from Legion. I really enjoyed mm. Legion. Well, but so like, I guess to kind of to bring up an unpopular theory that you were not such a big fan of when I brought it up. Like, it's I, as someone who played, I guess, the first two expansions of WoW and tapped out when Pandaria wasn't looking. Sorry, it was um Cataclysm wasn't looking all that promising. I didn't enjoy uh, Lich King that much. Lich King, I. As an outside observer, definitely for this stuff, I don't remember where I played at this point initially. It always seemed like, like you had you had vanilla WoW, then you had Burning Crusade. That like there was no expansion, so it was like, oh, it's the first expansion, whatever. And then you had Wrath of the Lich King, which was undefendably good. Like it, it stood out. It's like, nah, this mm-hmm. is like this is the thing people wanted. As someone who used to play lots of Warcraft three, it was the end to the Warcraft three story. I wanted. Yeah. The fact that they then had to basically reboot the world to give themselves more space for story always sat weirdly with me. It was kind of a, okay, you're moving into territory. That, like I, I get it. I, I know I'm hard on the dragon stuff from that game and how much I fucking hate it. But like, <laughs> it's not as good as Arthas and the Lich King and all that jazz. I will I, stand by that. So then you had Cataclysm, which again... I heard a lot of things, most of them not so nice. And I'm like, okay, yes, yeah, it's like Burning Crusade, which was not as good as what you call it. it was not as good as vanilla, but then Wrath of Lich King was good. And then you had Pandera, which I got the impression was polarizing for people, but was better than Cataclysm. It was kind of up there in that like people dug it in the same way they dug Wrath of Lich King because it was about Pandarans, that kind of group that a lot of people gave a flying fuck about still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. There's also this. There's also this weird hindsight of like, 
So one of the things that Blizzard talked about adding in 8.1.5 is a portal room in hmm. the capital cities. So like, for example, um, right now you have a couple different like central hubs that have portals. So for example, the Shrine of the Seven something, I think, for the Horde has yeah. a bunch of portals that lead to different parts yeah. of, the, of, of the game. As right? it should. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Dalaran has their portals and all this other stuff. Like, that's how it works. So, Blizzard removed a lot of those portals in this new patch. Why? So they got rid of a lot. <laughs> hold on, hold on. They removed a lot of the portals in anticipation for the new portal room, which isn't coming out until a patch oh. later. <laughs> so, let's just, let's just let this sink in. You're adding a new portal room. But you're removing in the future, but you're removing the portals now. Uh, this is the kind of shit that's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Also yes. of why bother taking out <laughs> the portals? Like, for better or worse, and I think for worse, Dalaran is a thing that acts as a hub city. I fucking hate Dalaran, but that's a whole separate topic. Mm hmm. And so I guess the other one I'll touch on is the Azerite stuff, because that's oh, yeah, always been really that. popular. Yeah, so currently the system is you level up your neck, uh, your neck piece, and you unlock certain traits in your Azerite gear. That's how mm. it works. So um, what they've done now is ever since a few weeks ago, they've added a mechanic built into it so that every week the amount of Azerite power you need to get to the next level is slightly less. It's mainly it's a good thing for alts so they can catch up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So every week they do this. But it just so happens this week, the the it stopped. They're no longer reducing the amount of Azerite power needed for that. And so they're like, well, we want you to make sure that you still kind of don't go too far ahead and have a cap on that because we want you to start working on that stuff when the new raid tier comes out in January. So they're technically time-gating the one mechanic you have to go through anyway to use the gear traits built into the Azerite armor. You need you need to have your neck at a certain level in order for you to use Azerite traits. But the problem is they're they're now time gating the amount of Azerite power needed in order to get to that level. Which means you'll still have to grind out Azerite power when the new patch hits in order to unlock traits by the way, you've already had access to before. Because the the way it works is you need X amount of Azerite power for let's say your chest piece has four four Azerite rings. You need X amount of levels to get to each trait down there. And it starts from the outer ring in. The new gear for the next coming uh, raid will have the new ring on the outer ring, on the outermost part. So you'll be getting those traits right away. But the traits you've already had for a while, you now have to start working for to unlock right. again. Power that nobody really likes to do anyway. But at this if point, people don't sense. grind it out because it's fucking stupid. And so yeah. in order for you to use traits you've already had unlocked from current gear, you have to start grinding it out again. And they've, um, they've stopped the threshold, uh, or at least the, the reducing in AP needed as the weeks go on to do it. And they didn't tell anyone about it. And their excuse was like, well, in Legion, we did that. But it's like, yeah, but in Legion, you told us from day one, you can get to this level, and then you have to wait for this amount of patch to start doing that again. There was nothing, no communication at all. And it's funny because they talk about, well, you know, we're working on getting better about communication. It's like, yeah, you guys have said that the last two dev QAs and this and that, but you've shown yeah. absolutely nothing. If anything, you've gotten fucking worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. 
So needless to say, also, the enhanced shaman changes are garbage and dog <laughs> shit, and they don't know what they're doing. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, a high note, huh? On the plus side, uh, elemental shaman is kind of fun. And so that's what I'm playing now on the shaman, because, yeah, Blizzard doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with enhanced. Uh, Alex, I speak <laughs> for our fan base and a variety of other people saying, I think it's time you stop playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's the problem. I can't. There are. I am forever stuck in the stupid better fucking MMOs loop. out there. Uh, yeah. I've only I've I've been playing through Final hey, Fantasy XIV. Hey, come a play Terra with me and so Henry. I reinstalled Terra on my laptop. Yeah, I, I come play with us. It's fun. Yeah, I'll I'll start a new character. I'll start a character mm, again. Yeah. Yeah. I may have to, but as much as I complain and bitch about it, I'm not not gonna do anything about it because I am Stockholm syndrome to fucking okay, Alex. Just, just cancel <laughs> your billing for a couple months. It just renewed today just for another six so, months. At the end of this podcast, <laughs> go cancel the billing. Go cancel the billing. Enjoy your last month with it. Start off the new year fresh. Yeah. Uh, but it's already been renewed for another six months. It literally renewed you this can morning. Cancel I saw the, it. They'll the charge give you some up. of that money back. That's too much work. Do I need to fly to Portland and help you? I'm forever <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome to this company, Put your girlfriend man. on the podcast. We'll help you through this, Alex. We're here yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this, is, this is the podcast intervention. Yeah. This whole podcast has actually been a lead up to us helping you get out of World of Warcraft. Yeah. We actually put these episodes up. Ah! <laughs> Henry is a, ch- uh. is a trained addiction therapist. <laughs> <sighs> uh, oddly enough, we do know somebody that is. Yeah, we do. Jim, he's yeah, yeah, yeah Doctor yep. Jim. <laughs> Was that all you got left to say? Is <sighs> that all our news from the street on Blizzard, Alex? Um, I guess I, I'm just waiting to hear what else they're gonna cut next. Hearthstone will be around <laughs> because it makes them money. Uh, I look. I don't know. I wonder. So Blizzard this week seemed to shit the bed really well. Um, I'm wondering <laughs> what Fallout will do to counteract that because I think they're competing for shittiest PR disaster of the year between the two. Yeah. Um, EA has had it for a long time. They've held the mantle, uh, mm-hmm. if you will. They're very much the MVPs of shitty PR when it comes yeah. to gaming. Uh, shout outs to Battlefield 2. But, um, yeah. Or Battlefront 2, rather. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're competing and I look forward to seeing who comes out on top by being the most on the bottom. So... Fair enough. Uh, to end this news segment on a bit more of a up note, funnier note, I guess, uh, versus that whole emotional thing we just went through. Um, I'm gonna get. We're gonna do a small reminder that if you are listening to this podcast, if you're on this podcast, or even aware of this podcast, you know significantly more about video games than the average person. And what do I have to back this up? A high schooler drew a Smash Bro, a Super Smash Bros logo on a whiteboard, and then the authorities had to investigate. Because, you know, it looks like wow. a crosshair. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. <sighs> to be fair, okay, so I, I, we're playing this up some for kind of comedic effect, but the, the yeah. picture that set this whole off is if you saw a picture that just says December 7th, Time to circle with a crosshair in it. Given the current state of things in the U.S., I'm not totally sure I'd come to a different assumption, except I know what Super Smash Brothers is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wonder. I'll bet it's literally. I bet it was one of the cops that was like, "That's the Smash Brothers I, logo." Quite possibly. I. Because you know, a lot of people play. You know, you know, they're like, it, probably, literally, one of the cops looked at it and was like, "That's the Smash Brothers logo." Or they're like, "We need to." <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, "Oh shit, it's gonna go down." What do you mean? We'll see you in Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, I, I feel like I really hope that like it's also related somehow to these cops that I don't know if you saw it, but there was a post on Reddit. About uh, there were these cops that were called to a noise yes, complaint. Yes, I did see that one. At a house. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And they were playing Smash Brothers, and the cops got in on it. And so you see, like a two v two between two like two uh, police officers and two kids. That that I think if we that's my high note for the week. That's that amazing. Too. That's fantastic. Like, yeah. Gaming related. That's my high note. Obviously I heard I have about other that high too. Notes, but yeah. 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 That's my gaming high note. So my sister having her first kid. That's like second. But this well, like, that's, a, that's on a gaming high note. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. That's in second. So if you're listening, Lola, I just want to let you know your kid is probably the second best thing to have. There, yeah, I, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I love you, Lola. Yeah, I. It, this is a weird article because it's not really gaming news, but it's also like, yeah, no, I. We occasionally, I think, assume on this podcast that people know a lot more about gaming than maybe they necessarily do. It's the. Again, if you're listening to this, you're tapped into a lot more of this shit than the average person is. Like, I, it's very easy to judge people yeah. for being like, "Oh, you're still doing X or whatever." No, I, you listen to three nerds right now fight about video games for two to three hours a week every week, hypothetically. Yeah. A, what the fuck's wrong with you? B, thank you for doing that. C, you listen to three nerds fight about video games for several hours a week, and we're probably not the only nerds that you listen to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But we appreciate you letting us nerds be in your life. We take the death clock yeah. approach to our fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fans out there, give us more than just subscriber counts. You give us something to hate. Yeah, you give us some some someone to appreciate where we channel our yes. hate. But yeah, no more to that than just give them the times. Maybe make it. I, I just it was one of those things where my girlfriend said to me, and I'm like, "This is going in the podcast because this is ridiculous." And wholesome and tragic and yeah. <laughs> Listener mail. All right. Hey, uh, Henry, if you wanted to contact us, how would you go about doing that? That would be the wicked awesome cast at gmail. What's that email again, Alex? Wicked awesome cast at gmail. I regret having you go second. God, why do I not learn these things? Would someone please email mm-hmm. me at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com to remind me not to ever let you go second ever again. <laughs> it's definitely down in the show notes, spelled as it sounds, etc., etc. Oh! My brain. Continuing our wholesome train, though. <laughs> Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, if you were to make a gamer guide, a gamer gift guide, what would be on it? From Carlos. A gamer gift guide? I don't guide? know, like a holiday gift guide, I guess. Mm, okay. Oh, a gift. gift. I heard gift. gift. Sorry, G-I-F. I heard the... Oh, gift. gift. A guide to the gifts on the internet. Well, um, yeah, Mango it. Nation Fox from um, Keith Crew is definitely on that list. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, actual, actual gifts. Not the Walmart gaming PC. <laughs> no. oh, God, I watched a no. video of a YouTuber get really excited to have that, and I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, you have a good PC. And I went to the comments, and was just shitting on him for being excited. I'm like, yeah, you're also right. Yeah, yeah. People, there was like 
like hot glue bits found on those I, motherboards and weird stuff. I mean, it, wow. it is the awkward situation of on one hand, I super love the idea of people that want to do video games being able to get an affordable gaming PC. On the yes, other hand, yes, it's like, absolutely. oh no, this is not a good, this is a bad thing. This is like what back when now Dell I, had yeah. the proprietary rack system. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's okay. um. Who was it? Um. There's another YouTube channel out there. Uh, Gamer Nexus did a breakdown on how bad that. I've seen a lot of breakdowns of that thing. And on one hand, it's yeah. like it doesn't contain four GTX 1080s. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. You are correct. Yeah, in that, of course you're also not. An no. No. Yeah. It's the ones that literally pointed out this thing was manufactured yeah. poorly. But but in any mm-hmm. case, actual things that people want for people might want. Um. Um, uh, I would say, uh, pick up the mini system, all of the mini systems, glue them all together. I like where this is and, going. And this, this goes back, mega system. goes back to my idea of I don't want new consoles. Yeah. I want to be able to strap existing consoles onto other consoles to make new consoles. Yeah. Just combine <laughs> them all together and in, into a, a supercomputer. Just like you, you, you just kind of glue and you get all the wires together of all the mini systems and I think you'll end up creating a portal back to the 90s. Ooh. Uh, in, in a more serious note, if you're looking to buy someone a console, I think the PS4 is probably still the best console yeah. to go with right now. I, it's, I, I'm warming up on I'm gonna agree. I'm warming yeah. up on my Switch, but I still kind of fucking hate that thing. Um, yeah, I I know somebody with the with the PS4 Pro and it is yep. fantastic. It is super good. I'm digging. And it. now they have they have the cheaper, you know, the you can get the, you know, the cheaper version of the PS4. I mean, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great choices out there and yeah, I think I think for console PS4 wins if only because it has uh, Spider-Man on it, which is super yeah. good. But yeah. But PS4, yeah, super I- good. God and, of War, if you're just with a PS4, God of War is a real good oh, game. Oh yes, yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't played it myself, but I've heard literally nothing but good about it. It didn't win win yeah, game of the year. Yeah, I mean, for nothing. What I'm saying, it didn't win game oh, of the sure, year for yeah. nothing. It's, it's actually, it's actually a full on, extremely good game. Yeah, it's, I, I, just really and quick because this came up here. I want to point out that like. With all the crazy features about online and multiplayer and cross-platform, Game of the Year was a single-player, non-microtransaction yeah. bullshit game. Yep. Just to yes. point that out, that people were so caught up on all this crazy shit that the number one game this year was a no-frills, single-player no microtransactions. I'll go one step further. Yeah, no, no, no online version either. No online. Yeah, I'll throw stuff an extra caveat all. on that. There, it's the only game that came out this year. I'm angry there wasn't DLC for. Like, I want mm. more story <laughs> for that game, yeah. and I have to fucking wait for God of War two like a peasant. Yeah, <laughs> but it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I think that sounds like an amazing yeah. idea. I, I, I think uh, there is there is. Now VR systems have gone down in price. I mean, if you have that much of a pocket, I mean, any of the existing VR systems are way cheaper than they used to be. They've even come out with cheaper versions of some of their systems, like you know, kind of entry level stuff. We're on the flip side, which are you know, yeah, like like PS4. like two hundred bucks as opposed to four hundred. So I mean, that's I think I that would be. I mean, I've thought about getting one myself. Yeah, uh, 
So I'm just going to throw that out On the flip side of that, the highest rated from a kind of enjoyment standpoint VR headset out there is the PSVR, and you can get a full setup for that for like 200 bucks, I think. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, that, uh, and I believe that includes the hand controls yeah, that, and everything? that's the holiday bundle for it. I've, I've, I've looked at that yeah. a couple times, and if I wasn't still technically in a state of mild unpacking and or had the studio stuff, I would have bought one by now. Like, it's... It's very weird that the worst of the three VR headsets is arguably the best of the three VR headsets from a just stuff to do with hmm. the standpoint. Yeah. That's the most games. That's the bet it it has the most we think of as traditional games for it and that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's the thing, combination of affordability plus, you know, actually having a library, that's that's uh, that's a very, very strong yeah. thing. Uh, if you know someone who owns a Switch, I'm going to look this up quickly. The company I bought my um, Switch grip from to make it less switchy is doing a holiday thing. I, if you own a Switch, you should go out there and buy yourself a, um actual grip for that thing. It does make that thing better. Yeah, also, the I, I have to say, all right, I'm a big... I, I'm kind of a fan of the Hori controllers. Yeah. And and their switch controller looks really good, actually. Their their switch, uh, pro controller uh, looks yeah, really good. Yeah, the um the scuff stuff for both PS4 and Xbox, I've been a fan of too. I have to say, if you're looking for a nice gift for an Xbox owner, get them a Elite controller. That thing's real nice. I like yeah, that. yeah. I've been playing that mutant game I was talking about at the top of the podcast on that thing. It's great. You know, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It, it's a weird year because there's a bunch of good games, but no like obvious things people should buy. Like, I, it sounds dumb, but like a really nice high end like customy controller, I think, is something that people often overlook in the gift giving thing because it's it's yeah. nice. It's nice to have something that feels I'm... like your own at the end of the day too. Oh yeah, I, I definitely hear that. I mean, I'm sitting here and from my computer and beside it, I have my 360 controller that is super like modded out. Now, not the electronics or anything. You know, but like the triggers, the buttons, and the joysticks are all metal, like yeah. steel, like like machined aluminum, machined aluminum, and so it's really nice. I have this nice grip on it. That's a cover for it, and yeah, and yeah, I literally have been I've been using it for years and years now. I mean, it's never gone bad, and yeah, it's nice to have a nice, good working solid controller. Even though this one, I think I might need to. Rip the like the left joystick actuator it's it's getting loose but in any case yeah nice controller under that you know vested underrated and you know there's the uh what's it called the controller that uh, that adds all the extra buttons and being able to use it from the back buttons and other controls That's to the it for accessibility the, oh no the xbox when you're talking about the buttony thing yeah it's probably yeah yeah, I want one of those just period. I think it's like twenty bucks too. Yeah. And those those are very cool too. Um, avoid stuff like gaming chairs. Mm, those are useless. Then they are uh, expensive I, for what they are. Just get an actual chair. I mean or, you know, go down to your local thrift shop and get a really nice chair for like nothing. Get a bean bag. Wreck that back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bean bag will cost you a fraction of the cost of those supposedly pro gamer chairs and it's going to be very comfortable and they make and they and if you actually look into it they make some pretty cool bean bags 
and not that expensive. Just full of ground up copies of Atari ZT. Yep. And and the tears of Blizzard fans. Have you been crying into a beanbag, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> just a, that's a depressing thought. Like just a dude filling a beanbag with oh. tears. Oh yeah. god. It's it's comfortable <laughs> and and absorbent. <laughs> oh, hopefully that gave you some inspiration, Carlos. Next email. Uh, this one's just for you, Alex. Yeah. Uh, dear, what do we got? Dear Wicked Awesome cast, what would the Matrix Online of 2018 actually be if there are plans to actually answer that qu- this question in a few weeks? Please disregard this email. But if there are no plans to use this brilliant award concept for future podcasts, I want to know what 2018 Matrix Online is, in your opinions, as well as any... And as an expression of what that award means, I assume Alex's Matrix Online of 2018 is still somehow the Matrix Online because, well, Alex. But what are Charlie and Han- Henry's Matrix Onlines of 2018s? Um, wouldn't that just be the uh, Blizzard? It does seem like that, yeah. Yeah, I would say Heroes of the Storm. I would say Heroes of the Storm wins uh, the Matrix Online Award of 2018. If I had to assign an award. <laughs> what game most mm. betrayed its fan base? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And let them on thinking things would be different. I Maybe that should be an, a new a new yearly award. Uh, we have award. awards what, what... like this. But I mean this one. This one oh, in yeah, particular. Yeah, we, we, Add we, this we, one into the yeah. bunch. It just becomes a thing. Add this one to the bunch. Yeah. Now, here's the Storm is definitely a strong contender. Um, Destiny, mm. maybe. It's mm. that kind of a weird year in its fan base community. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but they're still actively working on it. They just got a new. Yes, game. and the Black Armory has been unbelievably polarizing. Mm. Yeah, I've heard about that. It, <laughs> I don't think polarizing in a bad way, but also like as someone who played a lot of Destiny Two, um, Forsaken when that thing dropped and bought the battle and bought the, like the annual pass thing for it, I, I barely touched Black Armory. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I don't have time to put into this. <laughs> yeah, Telltale. No, oh, yeah. it's Walking Dead: The Final Season. It's absolutely that because mm. that game Ooh. got shut down mid-development, so uh, two of the <laughs> episodes are out, but it possibly will never be finished. Except the company picked up mm-hmm. is going to finish it. No, that is the Matrix Online of 2018. I think that would it's... be a good one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think that would be the yeah because the game is done, done. At least Heroes yeah. of the Storm is in quote-unquote... You can mate. still play Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a good yeah. contender. Mm. Maybe we'll fight about this in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for writing in. Don't we have a Krampus cast? Hmm? Don't we have a Krampus oh, cast? Oh, that's like next week. Like, I think next right, episode is the Krampus cast. Like, I have to do... Like, I love the Krampus cast, but also the amount of work that goes into prepping for the Krampus cast is always like this daunting thing. Mm-hmm. So I have to go through and find like just the fucking dumbest news articles of the year where it's like, really? <laughs> and then boil it down to a list we can actually get through. Like it's... Mm. I- I'm super excited because it's been a great year for that type of shit in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. There's been there have been some real humdingers yeah. of, of news. Uh, last, but so another email from anonymous. Uh, this one fits mm. near and dear to my heart. 
You're wicked awesome, cast. How long until one of you buys the Soldier Boy gaming console? I know they are essentially repackaged Ooh. Ouyas, but the novelty of a Soldier Boy mm. gaming co a console seems like something one of you three would be interested in in, in owning simply for owning it. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I'm probably the most likely to buy something ridiculous and dumb like oh, that. Oh no, because... I think I'm a very heavy contender in this case. Yeah, I I tend to buy weird stuff like gaming stuff like like for instance, I have the Soul controller for Onimusha 3 for the PS2, which was a motion control sword for the game. And it but it only works literally just for Onimusha 3, but yeah. And weird stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I and I still own a Neo Geo Pocket Color that I still play sometimes. So yeah, I'm 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 that weird when it comes to like what the type of gaming hardware I, I tend I, to I, latch on to. Category, except I keep looking at this thing from the simple standpoint of, oh, this is real fucking dumb. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad it's not me getting it, but instead it's you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I had to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this. I guess. And just, just a little, you know, little thing to add on to there. Oh yeah. His console includes some stolen. Games. Oh yeah. No. Every, <laughs> everything about this is either the most Soldier Boy thing or like the saddest Soldier Boy thing. I don't know what it is. Like it's. I guess it's kind of a Switch competitor, but also like. I, yeah. It's not, it's not the only one out there. But that's the, there's the Soldier Boy Game Fuse out there, the Soldier Boy Handheld. Like there are three consoles you could get from Soldier Boy right now if you so chose. Mm -hmm. But I'm really disappointed that none of them seem to have his real brand on I, them. Like you know, like like a signature or something, or like you know, a design. I'm just uh, going to say that, like if any of these had hmm. the word Soldier Boy across it, like giant gaudy gold lettering yeah or yeah that'd be amazing yeah missed missed opportunities yeah, I, man like if these things were worse in some ways with just the giant words of soldier boy across them i would be increasingly more likely to buy them oh yeah oh if if it the more audacious the label on it the more likely oh, i would yeah. be to buy it agreed uh, Wow, he even has a high-end something, like the one that costs four hundred. Yeah, that's bucks. the new one. That's the fuse. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah uh, wow. It runs wow. Ubisoft games. Oh yeah. Well, I see like Mighty Number no. Nine on it, and wow. And it I mean, definitely doesn't run knockoff Xbox Three Sixty controllers. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Bizarre. Yeah. There again, I don't I don't see his brand on there. Come on, yeah. Soldier Boy. Come on. You're letting us all down. Sign here. it with a white Sharpie for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would look actually really it cool. Really would. I would definitely Yeah. I, I would I would consider buying a fuse with it with his with his yeah. signature on it. I uh, I need another Soldier Boy style U from you, Alex, for my next joke. Can you can you muster that up for me? You need the U you just did. I can't do the Soldier Boy U. You should have tried harder do. on this shit. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, so I, at least two of us would be very likely to buy this if it was 
more ridiculous it seems. I'm not yeah. proud to admit that fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, actually, if you fired this thing up and it did the U sound, I would insta buy it. Mm. Oh, oh like the old PlayStation yes. sound, like it could, that's that would the be boot great. sounds. Yes. Well, it's got it's got to do like the PS2 where it's like it does a little chime up, so it'd be like, uh, yeah, no, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I fucking want. That's a hundred percent what I want. Oh, if there's an state that does that. Fucking the sign fact me that up. doesn't Mis- mean someone does not get how to sell this shit. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Come on. You know he knows memes and he knows internet. He knows internet. video come games. On. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's streamed video games he before, has. hasn't he, he? He's been doing mm-hmm. stuff since his time in the sun. Yep. Like making game consoles, apparently. Right, so, mm-hmm. so to clarify, all of these are just repackagings and resellings of existing Chinese consoles that may or may not be legal in the U.S. Yeah. Mm. Let's, just, let's just say they're, no, they're, yeah, not. they're not. but They're blatantly oh, yeah, no, not. They're, made, they're marvelous. <laughs> I, if Soldier Boy could get me a Chinese NVIDIA shield with English language mm. in that, I would be interested in getting hold of because that fucker runs Nintendo games. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow. From Nintendo, though. So I... I yeah, I, I'm waiting for the Soldier Boy shield, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, that's for this week's podcast. Uh, we can be contacted at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down the show notes. Um, anyone got anything else they want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm good. Nope, I'm, I think I'm all right. Well then. Huh. No last thoughts on Blizzard, Alex? Uh, no, I'm sure they'll find a way to fuck something up next week. <laughs> Such optimism. Yeah. Such optimism. Uh, well, in that case, then, cue the metal. Cue the metal.